you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report, where we're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful Northwest Pennsylvania. We broadcast live every every weeknight, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network, the place to be, a network that's growing by leaps and bounds on a daily basis. Proud to be a part of the Global Star Radio Network. Uh, we're also simulcast on Blog Talk Radio, BTR, of course. You can watch us live and by archive right here on our YouTube video channel. How do you like us? The links to each audio and video broadcasting venue can be found at hagmanandhagman.com. And, of course, don't forget two websites, hagmanandhagman.com, for the show, and hagmanreport.com, that is for the um, news information analysis. That's show prep, hagmanreport.com. That's show prep. I'm Doug Hagman at the helm, fellow investigator, researcher, my son, Joe Hagman. Together we are the Hagman and Hagman Report, something I like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team, where we dig deep into the topics that the mass media won't, never will, and of course we uncover things that uh, they don't and never will. And, and they're controlled, captured, and really a product of the state. Uh, open line Wednesday, starting second hour. Get ready, get your dialing fingers ready. Do we still have dialing fingers? I mean, what has gone on with the telephones? The rotary dial. Oh, how I miss that. And, folks, have you noticed that, uh, and I don't believe this is by, by accident, but I believe this is by design. Have you noticed that uh, it's really difficult with cell phones to, to get a clear signal? Here it is, 2016, and it's it, everywhere I go I hear, uh, would you say, huh? Uh, oh, your caller, you, you, I'm losing you. I mean, it's like a uh, you know, code blue in a trauma room. It's just crazy. Now, uh, before we get started here, I think I, I'm going to knock something. Did I knock something? No. Okay, a couple of things. Um, 
The portion of tonight's broadcast brought to you by HealthMasters.com. HealthMasters.com. Oh, visit HealthMasters.com. And the key right now. Here, here, here's a super secret promo. Doug Book. D-O-U-G-B-O-O-K. Now, that's not a reference to my book. That's a reference to health, uh, Breakthrough Health by Dr. Ted Brower. Every single order gets a copy of Breakthrough Health. Uh, so load up on, on your nutritional supplements, get Breakthrough Health. As well, it's a great, fantastic resource, and uh, you know, I was talking to Ted Brower and, and wanted to make sure that he was not going to discontinue that book, and he's not uh, that I, that I know of. And speaking of books, folks, I do have right now in my office. I did get um, one more shipment, and and, and I, I don't know if this will be the last one for this printing or not. Um, gathered up some some uh, copies. I have for the, from the first printing the the remnants of the first printing, I believe, and, I, and I, for some reason I think they were destined for a for a brick and mortar store somewhere. I, I'm not exactly certain, but I was able to get my hands on on a uh, case of them, stained by blood. So if you'd like to, folks, and, and it's you know it's up to you. You can order them through Amazon. You can get a, a Kindle copy on Amazon, and you can get a paperback via Amazon. Um, but if you'd like to. If you go to stainbyblood.com on the right hand side, upper right hand side, uh, hey, I'll sign one for you. Or you know, personalize it to whatever you might want, want me to say. I'll write it in there and send it right out to you. Uh, 20 bucks, that includes tax and shipping. It's a great deal. So, yeah, if you'd like, just go to stainbyblood.com and, and go ahead and put that in the upper right hand corner there. And, um, uh, those people who, Pretty much, I believe everyone who has ordered one to date, with the exception of maybe the last couple of last few days, I'm not sure, uh, it should have gotten theirs. So now, if you were part of that snafu with the butterflies, teapots, and coffee pots, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, that's a story in and of itself. But uh, I think you should have all got yours. And I did get a couple of people email me the post office, and I looked through this. I, I, the post office caught every one, all but 16 copies during that snafu. All right, so there are 16 copies out there, and I heard from one of the 16, and I resent a, a new book to that person. I said all that to say this. If you don't have your, if it's been, you know, since the beginning of April, you don't have your copy, well, then there's a problem. If, if it's, if, if you just ordered your copy this week, well, you should be getting it any day now. And if you ordered it yesterday, those were sent out today. But I have more. Stainedbyblood.com. Stainedbyblood.com. And I'll, I'll uh, personalize it for you as well. And uh, if, if that's what you'd like. Otherwise, Amazon is good. Um, and uh, Kindle. They have the Kindle version as well. Can you tell I'm still getting, trying to get, we're still trying to get used to the new setup here. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, it's great to... It's great to be here. You were here, and we yeah. had uh, we we had a good uh, good meeting. Um, we are behind in in certain things. We're, we're behind we're, an email. We're behind an email. We're behind in in um, we're catching up though. We're we're, we're beginning to catch up. We're, we're really putting our nose to the grindstone, noses to the grindstone, and yeah. catching up on a lot of things. But but the news and, and information is coming in at, at such a fast pace and. Joe, I know you, you're buried in research, and, and I know I'm buried in trying to get people to talk. Uh, that's, a, that's a very difficult thing, getting people to talk. 
<laughs> yeah, it can be. Uh, yesterday we had the New York primaries, both for the Republican and Democratic election. You had Hillary Clinton uh, winning the Democratic side and Donald Trump winning the Republican side. There are some, uh, a few in- interesting write-ups today about the results and where we will see the primaries on the Republican side go from here. Trump campaign projects 1,400 delegates at convention. From an internal memo inside the Trump campaign, Republican f- presidential frontrunner Donald Trump campaign advises, uh, advisors are projecting the billionaire businessman will secure more than 1,400 delegates at the Republican National Convention in July, the Washington Post reported today. Okay, Joe, Jim, Ro- or Jim Robinson from Free Republic, the head of Free Republic, uh, Republican, not necessarily conservative, we're just a Republican. It's known as one of the, basically the, the icons of Republican, uh, forums conceded that it's going to be Trump and is now trying to get all of his foreign members to, to back Trump. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people are saying, ah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in your face and, uh, the purge over there continues. I'm watching and it's kind of fun to, 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 to watch that and to see how, when I say fun, I, I don't mean that. I guess here's what my concern, Joe, is, uh, we're lacking conservatism. We're lacking principles. We're lacking the spiritual uh, rebirthing of a nation that needs to happen. And with your permission, I know that you start out with a 1400, but, um, two things I'd like to get into real quick here is this and then, but before I do, and if you want to continue with what you're... No, we can get into that. Is this, is this, uh, this is just something transgendered? No, this is actually kind of a, um, something from David Lane. Before I get into David Lane, folks, if you haven't already, if you don't know about this, um, Eric the Tech. Now, now, Eric the Tech to me is, um, how can I put this? If I have a technical problem, I'll call Eric the Tech. Obviously, hence the name. Um, but he's extremely intelligent when it comes to all things of a technical nature in terms of computers and networking and such. And he's the one that, that designed and put together our studio. But the reason I mention this is because he is watching the, uh, on a larger scale, what's taking place across America and across the free world. So he's reporting on this through his website, technationreport.com, but he has a YouTube channel now. Uh, just go to technationreport.com, okay? And from there, bounce over to YouTube, and you, you'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to see what he's reporting on. Um, so he's got his own YouTube channel, Tech Nation Report at YouTube. So definitely subscribe to that. Uh, the reason I'm bringing that up is because so much of what we're seeing today is all technologically related. It's a technocracy. It's the, it's the, uh, uh, 3D printers changing the, the game of warfare. It's the, um, out of place spy boxes on utility poles coming to a pole near you. It's all of this. And he reports on this. So anyway, I'm going to mention that. But getting back to Trump, if I can, just very quickly, Joe, and then I'm going to turn it over to you completely. Um, in fact, I'm just going to do this, walk away. What do you think of that? Um, got to, we got something in our, in our email box today. It's by David Lane from American Renewal Project dot, uh, something. <laughs> American Renewal Project is, is the, 
organization. Now, I don't know much about this. I don't know much about organization, about the organization itself, American Renewal Project. I, I, I don't. And that's not to say it's a, it's a good organization or a bad organization or, or, or you know, antithetical, consistent with or, or as opposing our beliefs, but it sounds pretty consistent with our beliefs. Here, here's what we got today. And, and please have a listen to this. Uh, David Lane writes this. A recent article in the Los Angeles Times called into question whether or not boycotting a state over a social issue would hurt the state's economy. Now think about that. We had talked about boycotting the airlines. And more on that later. Or boycotting air travel. More on that later. An economist quoted in the piece said, boycotts can help frame the image of an economy or a region. Image framing in public relations really does have an impact, but it's really hard to tease out what the, that impact is. In other words, attempts to shame legislators around the country for listening to their constituents' concerns about, for example, transgendered bathrooms, religious liberty, may be bad for public relations without affecting public revenue. What what he's saying there, and if I can just paraphrase this, you take a stand against homosexuality, you take a stand against abortion, and you urge others to boycott, we'll say, um, some business that 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 promote, celebrates homosexual marriage. That can hurt you, and it's hurt us. We've done that. It's hurt us tremendously, monetarily. But our our ethics, we can sleep at night, and our ethics still stand. But anyway, um, in other words, or, uh, uh, the Christians in the public square are supposed to feel shame for believing and living out the faith once delivered to the saints, and that's a reference to Jude chapter 3. In post-Christian America, biblical wisdom holds little appeal to secularists. Scant premium is placed upon spiritual wisdom. Secular fringe extremists have become so infatuated with idol worship that they've lost all sense of restraint with the goals of publishing or pushing, uh, rather, transgendered bathrooms, turning straight men uh, gay and heterosexual women into lesbians. These zealots fit Immanuel Kant's definition of the fool, one who sacrifices things of value. Uh, yeah, the definition of a fool is one who sacrifices things of value to, to ends that have no value. Think about that. A fool is one who sacrifices things of value to ends that have no value. We know, <clears throat> he writes this. We now live in an age of state ideology where there is a correct position on same-sex intercourse and marriage, climate change, transgender rights, and Muslim immigration. Now, aren't these all things, Joe, uh, part of the, the, the platforms, policies of all of the campaign people, whether it's Trump or Cruz or Kasich mm-hmm. or Hillary or whatever. But, but, but he, I think he nails it here pretty well throughout this. Free speech does not extend to those areas, meaning free speech does not extend to climate change or, or homosexuality, homosexuality, transgender rights, Muslim immigration. No, no, not at all. 
There is only the approved party line, and dissenting views are not allowed in public without being scorned openly. Secularists no longer want to win the debate. They want to end the debate. And that's what we're seeing here. And I think this is why it's so important. And when we talk about Cruz, when Joe talks about the the, the delegates and the, the 1,400 that are expected, uh, and we attempt to merge the the secular politics with with what the the, the God given morals or the God given uh, commandments and, and morals, uh, it's it's really we really have to pay attention. Solomon painted with an even sharper edge when he prophet, uh, prophetically described those in, uh, who fuels this, uh, social anarchy in America. A foolish evil man walks in rebellion. Proverbs 6, uh, verse 9. The Hebrew word there can be translated insurrectionist. And this describes the type of people who drive the LGBT agenda. And you're right, Joe, this, this was pretty much on the uh, LGBT agenda, but I was looking at this from from a larger moral perspective. Michael Fox's commentary is more descriptive. He writes that these people are with shoddy moral character, prone to wickedness and, sim- and simple nastiness, and devoid of good sense and moral compunctions. Boy, is that ever true. The recent battle over same-sex intercourse and marriage, now transgender bathrooms, reinforces the truth by, uh, stated by Solomon, namely that, and I quote, folly seeks a public venue and appears in much the same places as wisdom. They are often in proximity, proposing alternate alternative choices in many circumstances. And I'll wrap this up here really quick. Up until the last century, America was a culturally confident civilization. Now, under the guise, and this is my commentary, under the guise of making America great again, uh, Donald Trump, to me, appears to be doing, uh, attempting to do that, saying, we're going to make America great again. But he's not talking about the spiritual foundations. He's talking about the the monetary, the, the, the economics, the military, which is fine. But equal, if not more, importance has to be uh, uh, addressed to the spiritual. Now, Lane continues about America. Her citizens were imbued with a deep biblical faith that embedded itself into religious and political thought. The founders believed that the laws made by them were subject to divine law and that the citizens retained freedom even to disobey a secular law as revealed in the Bible. Meaning to say, what Greg Jackson, for example, author, of 40 things to teach your children before you die, frequent guests here on the Hagman Hagman Report, meaning to say that a law that is against biblical law, a man-made law against that's against biblical law, is no law at all. You would be correct. Okay. So until the last two or three generations, the greatest export sent out by America was Jesus Christ, the Son of God and the Lord of Life. Righteousness elevates a nation to greatness in the world, making it a power for good. The surest way to progress, the surest way to prosperity, and the common good was not the wisdom of policy, extent of empire, splendid conquests, flourishing trade, or abundant resources, but righteousness. Righteousness exalteth a nation. 
when an enemy is an ungodly man to his country. Now, I thought that was pretty pretty profound. And that was, uh, again, from uh, David Lane, American Renewal Project. I thought that was pretty applicable. And, and I, I thought that was applicable, and I believe that's applicable, Joe, to the... Uh, uh, to um, you're talking about the candidates, you're talking about the elections, you're talking about the, the politics. Yeah, and, and I want to segue from that into the um, something that, that's going on in the courts in Virginia with the transgender sure. agenda. But uh, back to the Trump Trump campaign projects 1,400 delegates at convention. But uh, let me point out again, they're talking about at the convention. They're not talking about Trump securing the primary before the convention uh, with the 1237. Uh, Cruz, on the other hand, went on to say that we're headed to a contested convention at this point. Nobody is getting 1237, he told Philadelphia radio host Chris Chris Sigdahl. And a GOP presidential candidate John Kasich has long predicted a contested convention currently after last night, the delegate count is 845 for Trump, 559 for Cruz, and 147 with Kasich. This from the Associated Press. And uh, there's still more primaries to go. We have ours here uh, next Tuesday in Pennsylvania. And it'll be interesting to see um, how these continue to play out and what the numbers will look like as the final states um, before this convention in July uh, how this ends up and how this winds up because we know if the 1237 magic number is not made by the convention then they will have their special votes at the convention and we have more information on that later first I wanted to hit this the federal appeals court rules Virginia schools transgender bathroom policy is discriminatory a federal appeals court has ruled that a Virginia high school violated the law by forcing a transgender teen to use the bathroom based on the biological sex the teen was born, meaning by forcing a man to use a men's room, they are guilty of discrimination. Yeah, how dare The case is expected to have significant implications for the recently passed North Carolina law that includes a similar provision. The Virginia case involves a student named Gavin Grimm, who was born a female but identifies as male. Though Grimm was permitted to use the boys' restroom for a short period of time in 2014, complaints from parents compelled the school board to adopt a policy that required students to use the bathroom that corresponds to the sex they were born or opt to use a single-stall restroom. It shall be the practice of the Gloucester County Public Schools to provide male and female restroom and locker room facilities in its schools. And the use of said facility shall be limited to the corresponding biological genders, and the students with gender identity issues shall be provided an alternative private facility, the school board said in a 6-to-1 ruling on the issue. Along with the adoption of this policy, the school built private unisex bathrooms for student use. But despite the school's efforts to offer a fair and alternative to its transgender students, members of the LGBT community have construed the policy as discriminatory. Grimm brought her case to the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, 
arguing that gender should be determined by psychology, not biology. On Tuesday, a three-judge panel of the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled 2-1 to one to overturn the contested Gloucester County School Board policy. The Associated Press reports the court said the policy violated Title VI, the federal law that prohibits discrimination in schools. The court determined that the policy is in violation of a U.S. Department of Education rule that transgender students in public schools must be allowed to use the restrooms that, that correspond with their gender identity. Now, there's two stories here, unrelated, um, that I saw today that have a lot of meaning behind it and have had a lot of influence in the media. One, do you remember the tweets that were going out at a college campus that were uh, racist in nature, saying, you know, uh, all blacks will be killed? Do you remember that? You know, I don't have my ears in, but I can hear you kind of sort of the tweet that went out. Remember there was, a, there was that big uh, brouhaha at the, at the college in, I don't know if it was in Ohio, maybe a month, two months ago, where there was all this racial tension and uh, there was tweets going out, racist tweets going out. And Okay, uh, okay, yes, well, yes, it, yes, it, yes. It had come out now that the person behind the tweet saying, you know, all black people will be killed That's was right. an African-American. And now but, it's come out. There is there is a a pastor who ordered a cake from Whole Foods. This, this is a homosexual pastor. He ordered a cake from Whole Foods, and the uh, writing on the cake said "Love wins." This is the way he ordered it from the store, <laughs> and and security footage okay, shows "Love wins," meaning that's the mantra for right. The, that goes back to the Obergefell decision back on June 26, 2015, uh, where love wins, hashtag love wins was the, was the mantra, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So he, okay, all right. So he takes the cake and gets the cake and in the same color frosting as the writing, writes in the center of the cake the letters F-A-G. Turns around, takes a picture, sends it to media, calls an attorney, only to find out that this pastor is the one who doctored the cake and they can prove the whole foods can prove it through the security camera. The point I'm getting at is that there, and there's been a few other, uh, unrelated incidents where, um, assaults, quote unquote assaults on homosexuals happened. They say happened in California and one in Utah, uh, were done by, you know, homophobic residents that turned out to be hoaxes as well. There seems to be a whole lot of these uh, stories that play into the division along the uh, sexual, gender, race, uh, and class warfare lines that are, we you call them false flag police reports. I mean, the people who were, who were saying that they were being attacked for their homosexuality right. did it to themselves. Right. The people who were saying they're being... Um, you know, oppressed and, and having uh, slurs written across their cakes are doing it themselves. The people who are saying that they're being threatened with their life are the ones issuing the threats. Kind of like in the, in the South, there was a, a series of church vandalisms where uh, black churches were being vandalized, only to find out that it was an African American doing the vandal doing the. Uh, I've seen this so many times in investigations when I've done investigations where a person will and. and it's becoming much more prevalent. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Especially yes. with the LGBT yep. issue. 
everyone is a victim. Yep. Um, yeah, we, we need to we need to really take a good hard look at at some of these complaints because, and of course, that skews the statistics. But but a lot of the complaints that are coming in about discrimination. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, it's uh, it's very prevalent, and it's you know gaining. I just I'm seeing the uh, truth of these stories come out. You know, months after the fact now, but a lot of these issues that were, you know, behind some of the the movements or um, different issues that raised a stink in the news turn out to be, you know, quote unquote false flags. People attacking themselves just to raise well, awareness, even to setting the, themselves up. Uh, imagine, uh, right? You know, imagine knowing, for example, uh, 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 like me spray painting, you know, uh, right. Uh, something on my car because, you know, I I love Jesus and I'd say someone writes something, you know, some kind of slur on my car or whatever right. that would be. But I do it myself, you know, and, and do it for the attention. Not only the attention for, my, for myself, but specifically right. for the movement that I'm involved in. Well, uh, yeah. But this yeah. next story is no hoax. All right. Choose your gender. Parents blast counsel for telling kids as young as four to pick the sex they identify with before starting school. It wrote to parents urging them to support their child's choice of gender identity in a letter confirming primary school places this week, and it asked them to leave the gender section of the form blank if their child had another gender identity altogether. The letter was sent to thousands of parents preparing to send their kids to new schools later this year. Brighton and Hove City Council wrote, We recognize that not all children and young people identify with the gender they were assigned at birth or may identify as a gender other than male or female. However, the current systems set nationally only record gender as male or female. Please support your children to choose the gender they most identify with. Or if they have another gender identity, please leave this blank and discuss with with your child's school. Many parents were appalled by the letter. One mother said children at the school should be free to develop their identity. They are not adults. Let them enjoy their innocence and creativity of their childhood. Um, Troy MP Andrew Brittigan described the letter as utterly ridiculous. He added schools should be teaching kids to read and write, not prompting them to consider gender swaps. The council's move came just months after it sent pupils at Black Blatchington. Mill School in Hove, a gender survey with 25 options to choose from, as well as girl and boy answers included gender queer, trigender, gender fluid. Author Stephanie Davis, Ari, an expert on child communication skills, said, if you say the word gender to a child, they would have no idea what it means. If you tell a child they are opposite gender, they will think you mean the opposite sex. It's very confusing and it leads to emotional problems for children. Anyways, it goes on to say there are an increasing number of children and young people nationally that are identifying themselves as trans. Ms. Daniel said she is aware of concerns about the wording on the form. She added, we will review this to see whether we can make it clear and consider discussions around gender identity to be an option for parents rather than an obligation. But do you see how sick and twisted this is becoming? You're talking about people who are going, kids who are going to preschool, having to answer the question if they identify with being male or female, regardless of the way they were born. 
I don't yeah. even see in with this continues for one year, let alone five years, what this next generation of of kids who are starting school, you know, that started school in the last three four years are going to look like in in ten fifteen years. To me, it's real simple. If you're if if you're born, where are you going to get soldiers from? Where are you going to? I mean, people are going to be so confused about their gender, they're not going to be able to function in their daily life. There's there should be no confusion about gender. If you're born with the male anatomy, if you're born with you know with the, you know what I'm talking about, then then you're a guy, and if you don't have one, then you're a woman. It's simple as that. No, that's racist. It's not racist. That's uh, (laughs) that would be uh, bigoted, I believe. No, but, but see, I can no. I can say racist because that's the word they'll use: a racist, no, a homophobic, a homophobic, genderphobic. I mean, that's what's right. the next uh, slur that they're going to come out with to identify people who who are against you know the choosing of your of your gender? Well, all all of this is is, is by design, and of course, you know, it's even, crazy. Even um, there was a congressional hearing today speaking about things that are immoral. A congressional hearing uh, today on new documents showing that Planned Parenthood illegally profited from the sale of aborted baby parts. Yeah, we talked about okay. this yesterday. But but it, no, this was a hearing today, though. Um, uh, the, there's a, sen- a senator yeah. from uh, uh, Nebraska gave some pretty passionate testimony saying that he's unashamedly pro-life, and he understands others disagree. Disagreement over abortion will sometimes be heated, but whenever possible, we should look for a consensus. No, we shouldn't. Hey, what's wrong with saying, look, it's wrong. It's not only illegal, it is murdering a, a, of an unborn child. Simple as that. Anyway, uh, the, um, the statement that was made, uh, when Congress passed the 1993 NIH, the National Institutes of Health Revitalization Act, California Democrat Harry Waxman appropriately noted, and I'm just going to quote this. I'm just cherry picking a few things from this. Uh, this amendment, that I'm offering as a substitute would enact the most important safeguards, and those are safeguards to prevent any sale of fetal tissue for any purpose, just not for the purpose of research. Okay, think about that. It would be abhorrent to allow for a sale of fetal tissue um, in a market to be created for that sale. So words are important. The language for the NIH Revitalization Act in Florida debate created a very clear legislative intent that no one should profit from the sale of fetal tissue. And see, the Center for Medical Progress comes out and says, uh, or come out, comes out and exposes this by way of video. Nope. And, oh, Go to jail. Uh, yeah, Do not yeah, pass go. Absolutely. So uh, it's horrible. And especially those pathetic uh, people who have stuck up for or said, well, you know, the, the Center for Medical Progress, they, 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 they misrepresented they, themselves. Yeah, oh, shame, by, shame, you know, shame. You know what the, you know what the last time, what happened the last time, but yeah. somebody said that to me. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this and, uh, uh, one of the last times we went to testify in, in the New York court of law. I know you won't be able to believe this. Before, um, Not workers' me. compensation fraud was somebody we, uh, we were on this guy for months, months and months. It was and, in the middle of we were lucky, if we were fortunate enough to legally, uh, be invited in to document his, uh, activities. And it wasn't so much his activities as, um, his ability to, uh, do these activities because he was allegedly hurt. Yeah. Anyway, we went under a pretext that was actually true of being a journalist. And actually, we were, we were journalists at the time. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And yep. we took all this information to the judge, and the judge 
threw, basically threw you out of court, and you threw the TV out of the courtroom. The only time I ever thought I was going to see him get arrested, I mean, really get arrested. Um, and it was a judge, yeah. even the lawyer was surprised. The, the point being that the judge was was upset. You know how law enforcement cops are allowed to lie to suspects in order to... That's a pretext. It's, right. it's, you know, and, of course, I, I can't believe some of these idiotic, uh, holier-than-thou, self-professed Christians who believe that... Um, you, you know, I, I was called a professional liar. Okay. But, you know, well, when you're a private investigator, that's not too far. I mean, well, you do lie okay, for the purposes of So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Uh, out of out of the and I don't I don't I, I I'm sorry I don't mean to keep going back to this, but let me get this straight. Out of the issue of of uh, lying under pretext in order to uncover a criminal activity to uncover the truth, right? Or right. Criminal, whether it be a okay. criminal activity or not. Um, I, I, between that and uh, misrepresenting yourself. Or representing yourself as someone you're 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 not under that condition, but not making someone do something they would not ordinarily do. So out of those two, you you have the bitch about the misrepresentation. Mm-hmm. Seek professional help. Seek mental health counseling. When because the felony is is not as egregious as the misrepresentation, there's a problem. Absolutely, and, and it just gets my goat that 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 these 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 people, the so-called Christians, uh, will take a Bible and 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 basically they'll hit you over the head, metaphorically speaking, with the Bible and pummel you with the Bible until you're in, until you're, um, let's just say it's the Bible in, in, in a wooden case and pummel you over the head until you're dead, and, and you know uh, that's their that's their that's their Christianity, of course. Uh, so so you know. Uh, and, and I know. Look, I know who's behind all of this. I know who the, the individuals behind this campaign, the, the, the individuals behind the campaign who are turning us in to to various uh, advertisers, saying that we preach hate, that we speak hate, that, uh, that that we are bigoted, we are homophobic, we're xenophobic, we are um, name the phobia there. Okay, it's a campaign that we fight day in and day out, day in and day out. They are trying to shut us up, and they're not just doing it to us, but they're doing it to Rick Wiles, they're doing it to Dave Hodges, they're doing it to every alternative media out there who's speaking the truth with respect to Jesus Christ. And that's the key. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, from HagmanReport.com, this was one of the top stories up there today. Christianity demonized as a global menace. It's a write up by David Limbaugh says, can you believe anyone even organizes a white privilege conference these days, seven years into Barack Obama's presidency? Well, you'd better believe it. And you should also know that at least one of its speakers at the conference is a mili- is militantly Christophobic. The 17th annual white privilege conference was held in Philadelphia from April 15th to the 17th. Blake Neff from the Daily Caller attended the conference and reported activist and author Paul Kevel, Kevel actually claimed that almost every dysfunctional or dysfunction in society from racism and sexism to global warming and the weakened economy is united by the ideology of Christian hegemony. Mm -hmm. What's Mm -hmm. the problem, you ask? Well, in the United States, between 7,000 and 10,000 predominantly white Christian men run the the major institutions and colonize our mind with Christianity's core ideas, which leads to most of the world's problems. Uh, Kiev will identify... Three particularly severe problems in the modern world that are caused or worsened by Christianity. First are wars in the Middle East, which he says are the result of Christianity's efforts to spread Western ideas and influence. And 
uh, it goes on from there. It says the second problem attributed to Christianity is the economic destruction it has caused because, writes Neff, it provides that God-like invisible hand that supposedly drives market forces with a flawed capitalist system. And this is, you know, um, obviously an attack not on Christianity. It's an attack on the corruption uh, aspect of Western society, capitalism, that we see. But they're using Christianity as the, the I mean, to blame Christianity for man-made global warming and bad economy. You can't come up with something better than that. Well, I mean, I'll agree that the corrupt Western, uh, what would you call it, communist, Communu, commu capitalism, uh, quasi communist, quasi capitalist, fascist would and, work, perhaps. Uh, spreading, you know, democracy does have its downfalls. It's not a great idea. It, we've seen what it has done to the Middle East. But is that a Christian idea to spread state government run by corrupt bankers? No. I don't think that is anything Christian like. No, and, and, and it, it, it gets me when people say, well, you know, Jesus was a socialist, and really, these people are clueless that, that say things like that, that Jesus would have been a socialist, or... The Bible says uh, that you should, if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Yeah, exactly. It also says, you know, <clears throat> to, to love your neighbor as yourself, but, um, our society is just so self-centered that we're so far beyond Anything that resembles right. Christianity, even those things and institutions that identify as being Christian. Well, while we are immersed in the politics of the day, while everyone is looking at Clinton and Trump and Cruz and the you know, looking at the at the theatrics here, here's what's going on that you need to need to really focus on: facta, F A T, or I'm sorry, fatca, F A T C A. Um, this was reported, actually re-reported by uh, Zero Hedge. By uh, um, it was initially reported by InternationalMan.com. But if you've never heard of FATCA, F-A-T-C-A, that's the Foreign Account Tax Compliant Act. You're not alone. Okay. A few, very few people have heard of FATCA, but even fewer really understands what it means to you. Now, it's a U.S. law that compels every financial institution in the world to give the IRS information about its American clients. Complying with it is a huge financial and administrative burden to other countries, to other uh, banks. To, and, and you might not you might think, well, that's so what? But FACA is the reason the majority of banks and brokerages and other financial Institutions outside of the U.S. are shunning American clients. Now, if you think about not the people, and don't think about this in terms of people with money being, you know, sheltering their money out of the country. While that's the natural reaction, and that's the natural way to think, what people aren't understanding is that we are being subjected to, uh, we are being disallowed to take our money and to move it out of the country or to keep it where it, it, we're being disallowed to do what we want to do with with the money that we have made 
Now the writer writes this. I was just in Singapore, which is one of the has one of the soundest banking systems in the world, and banks there treat potential American clients as liabilities, radioactive liabilities, as a matter of fact, to be avoided, which is how FATCA makes it much more difficult to move money outside of the United States. Combined with other costly extraterritorial U.S. regulations, the law amounts to really de facto capital controls, and capital controls is part of the new world order, the new financial order. Capital controls are part of the socialism of the United States. Please, folks, understand, part of the TPP, or an offshoot of the TPP, and the cousin of, we'll say, NAFTA, GATT, and other such uh, treaties, and and, uh, the offshoots of those, the administrative policies, (coughs) are... um, de facto capital controls. So, too too few people understand FATCA. Governments, institutions often give their most dangerous laws and schemes these dull, these very oblique, opaque names to cloud their true purposes. And this, for example, the Federal Reserve, perfect example of what I just said. After two central banking experiments, this is back in the 19th, early 19th century, way back when, uh, it failed to take root. Anything that was associated with central bank became deeply unpopular with the public. So what did they do? They changed the name. Well, they, they changed the branding through changing the name. Rather than call their new central bank, well, third bank of the United States. Remember, we had the first, second, the third. The previous two were hence the name the first and second bank of the United States, respectively. And they represented this, this, uh, Federal Reserve the first two uh, iterations of the Federal Reserve. And it wasn't until the third time they said, well, boy, we can't do this a third time. It ain't working out too well, so we're going to call this the Federal Reserve. That's what they did. They gave it a vague and boring name to hide it in plain sight from the average person. That means you and me. But these smoke and mirrors work pretty well. Actually, they worked for what, Joe? A hundred years? Really? And, and Well, thereabouts. Soon, people began to realize through books like The Creature from Jekyll Island, Jerry Griffin, and others, hey, that's what the Federal Reserve is. Federal Reserve note, it's a note, it's an instrument of debt. People are starting to wake up now more and more and more. And by the way, they're going to put Harriet Tubman on the 20. Did you guys hear about that, folks? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, I mean, that's something, Joe, you could talk about, but Harriet Tubman's you know, going to go on the 20. Go figure. The reason I, the only thing I have a, uh, a the only reason that this is this story is, is worrisome to me is not because she's black, not because she's a woman, but because it's such a at the time where the Chinese launched a new currency, gold backed currency, yep. and yep. to make a drastic change like this signifies something more symbolic than it, 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 yes. Yes, they're that. not doing it to, to pay tribute to Tubman. They're doing it to indicate to one another that something's going to change. And, and we, you go back, you're exactly right, because you go back to the redesigning of the bills, the hundreds, the fifties, the and all of the bills, that, that there's something to that more people don't realize. But let me just really hit FATCA, the, the remaining part of this, and then, but, but here's the deal. Ostensibly, FATCA is about cracking down on offshore uh, tax evasion. 
the U.S. government has another more sinister motive, like they always do. They, they'll they tell you, hey, this law, the war on drugs or whatever it might be, that's for this reason. It's, this is because uh, there's a drug, drug epidemic. Well, the real reason is usually uh, hidden well below that. Uh, the other reason. The real reason is they want to capitalize on the drug market. In this case, they want to... Uh, uh, they want to uh, control what you do with your money. And this is part, again, a part of the New World Order. So FATCA, folks, spend some time researching FATCA, F-A-T-C-A. Go to Zero Hedge. As a matter of fact, read the article there. And even more importantly, read the comments to the article. Now, some of them can, can be pretty profane. And you'll have to go through the language. All right. I And I'm sorry about that. There's nothing I can do, certainly. However... It is important to understand that the government is selling this in the same fashion it sold the income tax to Americans in the same fashion it sold the Fed as a measure targeted at only the rich. Folks, it is not just against the rich. It's going to affect you and me. When the federal income tax, just to be real quick here, was introduced back in 1913, people making up to twenty grand, which would be today, it would be the equivalent of $475,000 were only taxed at 1%. The top bracket kicked in at $500,000 back then, which would be 112 or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 12 million dollars today with only a tax rate of 7%. Now, once the infrastructure was in place for the federal income tax, politicians naturally couldn't resist ramping it up and tweaking it and saying, "Okay, this is what we're going to do." Eventually, it snowballed into what we have today, which is this monstrous oppressive uh, vehicle for uh, subjugation, the likes of which were the, the rules themselves would reach from the table here to the to the top of the ceiling, and uh, you can expect a very similar situation. The dynamic, the gradualism, the incrementalism with FATCA, GATCA, a global tax, and this is what it's all about. It's a global tax. Um, it's uh, it's it's this massive socialist push. So go ahead, and I just want to make sure I got that in. Do not, folks, do not, or please pay attention to F-A-T-C-A. Please pay attention to that, and uh, you're going to be hearing much more about it because in the, lurking in the background is this, and this is a mechanism for your enslavement. Yeah, absolutely. It's something I'm definitely going to be looking into. And just the last comment on the $20 bill, I don't think anybody should, should really care. Or I, I see comments, you know, People are angry or happy. That I mean, who cares whose face is on the money? Just as long as it's not my face, that's all I care about. Well, um, you know, it's really not an issue to me, uh, and it shouldn't be to anybody else. It's not our money. It's a debt, debt instrument. You know, we talk about how oh yeah, yeah. how uh, how much it has hurt our our nation um, and being taken away from the gold standard. It's the world reserve currency, soon not to be the world reserve currency. As China now has. Uh, gold-backed yuan, it's not going to be long before that overtakes and is more attractive to all the markets of the world rather than the uh, dollar that is is spineless, basically. Uh, it's just a, a paper tiger. Um, this article I want to hit, and then in the next two hours, we're going to continue to t- hit news and current events followed there, along with your calls. And, folks, if you want to call, you can weigh in at 844-769-2944. That's 
2944. It's unlisted, actually. That phone number is unlisted. And, and it's open a party the phones, line, too. Open the phones after this hour is over. Russia warns U.S. over a naval incident as NATO tensions uh, laid bare. Uh, Russia accused the United States of Wednesday on Wednesday of intimidation by sailing a U.S. naval destroyer close to Russia's border in the Baltics and warned that the Russian military would respond with all necessary measures to any future incidents. Remember we talked about a story yesterday or the day before where Russian jets had buzzed a U.S. destroyer? Oh, well, there's more to that. This story has a different spin on it than what we heard originally. Speaking after a meeting between NATO envoys in Russia, their first in almost two years, Moscow's ambassador to NATO said the April 11th maritime incident showed there could be no improvements in the ties until the U.S.-led alliance withdrew from Russia's border. The uh, This was... This is about attempts to exercise military pressure on Russia, the envoy Alexander Grichkov said. We will take all necessary measures, precautions to compensate for these attempts to use military force, he told reporters. The U.S. ambassador to NATO, Douglas Lute, pressed Russia about the incident, warning it had been dangerous. The U.S. has said the guided missile destroyer USS Cook was on routine business near Poland when it was harassed by Russian jets in international waters. But Russia is saying differently. They're saying that uh, what the U.S. is doing here is what we see Russia doing, which is, um, you know, having the close flybys or Russian jets flying in or we're, near we're U.S. airspace. The bear. Right. Right. It's, it's a two-way street is right. what we're seeing here. And this article ends up going down to basically boiling it down to Ukraine, as there's been no agreement on Ukraine between NATO and Russia Council mm-hmm. that yeah. let met last June, or I'm sorry, June 2014, it had been called part two, uh, part and reason for concerns that Russia felt threatened by NATO, but core differences clearly remained afterwards, and NATO envoys had expressed concern about Russia's so-called snap exercises, where thousands of Russian troops carried out war games without any prior warning. It's clearly destabilizing, uh, this is from a NATO diplomat. But uh, Russian says in, in the meeting it was reconfirmed that we disagree on the facts and the narrative and the responsibilities about in and around Ukraine. So bottom line, Russia denies any direct involvement in eastern Ukraine. NATO says differently, and there are disagreements that are not going to be resolved. So this tension right. resides. We have tensions across the globe uh, facing uh, Russia, China economically, Russia militarily and economically. Mm-hmm. When we come back, your phone calls, again, your phone calls, 844-769-2944. Our preference is going to be given to first-time callers, and we ask, please, 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 make your point very concisely. Also on the other side, well, what's happening in California with more gun and magazine bans? You need Hillary to know. Hillary Clinton said today there's too many guns in America. Yeah, and she, uh, well. More on the other side. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> this is the Global Star Radio Network. 
you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Ladies and gentlemen, to this this hour of the Hagman and Hagman Report, Doug and Joe reporting for duty. Your calls the starting this hour eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. That's eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. Your calls, please. Our, our um, uh, we're giving our, our first time callers deference uh, uh, preference to to, uh, to the show, and we ask that you make your point as. as you know, if you have a question, uh, just make it as brief as possible. I do want to mention a couple things, a couple more things again to reiterate what I said the first hour for those just joining us this hour. Um, the technationreport.com, technationreport.com. That's Eric the Tech has a YouTube, a new YouTube channel. Definitely subscribe because he's got some topical information about the technical aspects of things that are taking place that involve our Electronic security, our the surveillance state that's uh, that's uh, taking uh, taking over, and uh, so this is very good. So definitely check that out. That's technationreport.com. Also, uh, soon, 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 you'll be able to buy the CDs, the beautiful music of Joe Charles, and that's who does the uh, musical interludes. Uh, more on that as as we as that is developed, and. Um, uh, oh, I should mention this as well. If you uh, just, I do have a, a, a remaining shipment uh, case just came in today. Uh, I was kind of hijacked. So if you want to stay in my blood, my book, uh, autographed as opposed to Amazon or a Kindle edition, just simply go to stainbyblood.com, click on the upper, or look at the upper right hand section of the website, and there. Then it'll tell you how you can get that, and it's it's twenty dollars. Uh, uh, that includes shipping, that includes um, tax. It's all right there. Stainbyblood.com and uh, healthmasters.com. Of course, healthmasters portions of the nice broadcast brought to you by healthmasters. Uh, clearly, one of the leading leading providers of nutritional material, nutritional supplements here in well throughout the world, basically. And they've got some great stuff. Um, I also, from last night, 
I just want to make sure uh, people, and I, I didn't, we didn't see this last night. We had a couple of prayer requests. One, of course, we uh, spoke of last night, but um, pray for Judith and her son, Anthony. She wrote last night at uh, 9.40 p.m. Eastern Time. Was it Donna? No, that was Donna, right, for last night. But what I missed was Judith last night at an ambulance took her son, Anthony, to the ER with chest pain pain rating into his arms. And his pulse was extremely fast. Um, Please, listeners, pray for Judith and her son, Anthony, a young man. I mean, relatively young man, that is. Um, You you know, prayer works wonders in people's lives. And I know that our audience certainly has the, really has a, what I like to say, a hotline to God. But of course, I want to be respectful. You know, it's, I don't mean to be disrespectful by that statement, but certainly the the power of prayer is significant, especially among people who are with our audience. So, so, Judith, we hope that uh, the situation has improved since last night. And we apologize. We missed the, missed that email last night. Yeah. And, uh, Folks are lining up on the phones. All right. If you want to weigh in, 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. I'm going to hit this headline, then we're going to go to the phones. Google chief futurist Ray Kurzweil thinks we could start living forever by 2029. Google's chief futurist laid out what he thinks the next few decades will look like in an interview with Playboy. Kurzweil, one of the biggest believers in singularity, the moment when humans, with the aid of technology, will live forever. He's chosen the year 2045 because, according to his calculations, the non-biological intelligence created in that year will reach a level that's a billion times more powerful than all human intelligence today. But even before 2045, Kurzweil thinks we could begin the deathless process. I believe we will reach a point around 2029 when medical technologies will add one additional year every year to your life expectancy. By that, I don't mean life expectancy based on your birth date, but rather your remaining life expectancy. A lot will have to happen in the next 30 years to make that a reality, but Kurzweil isn't phased. He predicts that nanomachines capable of taking over our immune system to fix problems like cancerous cells or clogged arteries are connecting to our brains or connecting our brains to the cloud will be about available by then. He likens the change as the next step in our evolution, the same where our ancestors developed the use for frontal cortex two million years ago. The benefits, according to Kurzweil, will be significant. Make no mistake about what's taking place with artificial intelligence, with transhumanism. It is apotheosis, basically, which is in, in theology, it refers to the idea that an individual can be raised to godlike stature, never die. And of course, why would someone never want to die? They want to, of course, avoid the judgment associated with uh, heaven or hell. And many believe, despite many people believing that neither heaven nor hell is a real place, uh, yet the fear of dying does, in the fear of judgment, does translate into this uh, this push for apotheosis, and and that's part of. I mean, th- that that goes back to the time of Noah and Nimrod and the transhumanism that took place back then, um, ancient Egypt uh, with the pharaohs and and such. So, just keep that in mind. That's what this is all about. 
All right, let's go to the phones. I'll give the number out once again, 844-769-2944, if you'd like to join us. We're going to go to Joyce in Massachusetts first. Joyce, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, Doug and Joe. Praise hey, Jesus. Dean. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I will keep, try to keep this as quick as I can. This is actually my second time calling uh, for a, a very good reason. There was a woman that called the first night you had open lines, a basket case woman, de- depression and all that stuff. I don't know if you remember her calling in, but that person was me, okay? That's I, I, what I was thinking <laughs> when you were talking. That was me. And I'll tell you, God is good. Um, you know, Jesus is still in the business of miracles, people. And I have... You know, he's healing my depression. Um, I'm doing much, much better. Um, you guys introduced me to two people through your program. Hi, Rhonda, I know you're listening. Her <laughs> <laughs> and I talk almost on a daily basis. Praise God for that, and we pray for each other. Um, but I wanted to say, um, I had mentioned that time on the line about I had come off antidepressant medication remember that I had been on that stuff for like 25 years and I listened to Dr. Ted Brewer the other night Friday night and that program was a godsend for me Uh, yeah I really would not uh, really want to attend a church with a pastor on psychotropic drugs I I really wouldn't Um, I mean if that's what they need to do that's up to them but I have a really deep deep concern concerning these medications uh, Doug and Joe, um, yeah, there, there's some stuff that's really going on, and, we, and I think we can all sense it. And I just feel I see this this thing of this chaos coming up, you know. And we don't really know exactly how it's going to go down, but I mean, we all talk about this. We discuss it over the shows. We hear, you know, Pastor Langford and Steve Quayle, all of us, and. You hear people saying, I think it was from Katrina, okay, Hurricane Katrina, that like all the shelves in the grocery stores were like gone within, I don't know how long it took. It didn't take long. But with this upcoming chaos, I have a deep concern about people on these medications. I have a concern for everybody, but in particular this, because this is where I believe the Lord is calling me um, just to put this out. Um, and this is just for me, okay, how the Lord did this for me. But, you know, the first place that people are going to go, okay, for looting, obviously, is grocery stores. You, Hurricane Katrina was a fine example. The second place is going to be pharmacies, Doug and Joe. You know, yeah. and I just praise God that he took me off these medications when he did because and it was done gradually and also through the advice of my doctor she gradually weaned me off I need to specify that but there may come a time where these medications are not going to be available you know and I'm not trying to bring you know I'm not trying to do fear mongering or anything but you know it's 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 a good possibility and I know for myself, I would not want to be stuck in the middle, in the midst of that chaos on medications and not be able to get them. 
However, I had to really seek God for a long time. I, you know, extended extensive prayer through all of this, and it was just me and the Lord. And the Lord just showed me, you know, through His Word, and I had to really get into the Word and and really pray and seek God on this whole matter, and really trust. I was scared to death. The enemy had me in so much fear to get off those medications. And I kept waffling with it, waffling with it. But then it struck me one day, and I said, you know, for me, this is not going to be good if I had to get off of this stuff cold turkey in the midst of chaos in the streets. And, you know, and the Lord did it. And I praise God for that. And that's my testimony. And I know I don't know, you know, if there were people out there praying for me. Um, many, I still need prayer. Them. That was the other thing. It's just a prayer request. Um, well, and you've got that. But many people that were worried about you, very concerned about you. Of course, we didn't share any of the backstory that you just shared or, or the subsequent uh, events. But uh, it's it's good to hear that uh, um, things are controlled. Jesus is the answer for me, Doug, with this. You know, and Joe, um, he's the answer for anything. And there were times where the enemy just kept coming in like a flood, but the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. And I had to rebuke and bind and cast out demons off me and out of me and, you know, every which way but loose. I, you know, I'm still not where I really need to be. The Lord knows, you know, what has to happen. But my prayer request um, that I just do want to put out, I, when I was listening to Dr. Ted about the, the vitamins, my, I'm on a low fixed income, and I know that I probably need to be on vitamins, you know, with this, which would help a lot for me. But I'm just putting out that prayer request that, you know, somehow the Lord may open the door so I could somehow, by some means, I have a means of being able to get vitamins that I need, you know. Um, the other request I had is, <laughs> um, the Lord hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind, amen. I got some test results back, um, and they found a lump, a, a thing on my left lung. It's about the size of a quarter, and I have to go in next Wednesday for surgery, so that's interesting, <laughs> but you know, to God be the glory. You know, I'm just praising God and you know, standing firm in His Word through this. That's what we have. We've got each other, and we've got the Lord, and we got Jesus and His Word, and that's that's all I can do. I don't know what else well, there is to do no, at this point. That's all you can do. And Joyce, I want to thank you so much for your call. Thank you for the update. We will keep you in our prayers. You keep us abreast of of, of, of the. Uh, the test results, the, the biopsy, whatever, the surgery, but we'll keep you in our prayers. Thank and, you so uh, much, and, Doug uh, and Joe. I pray for you guys every day. I've got a whole list of you, all of them, that yeah. I intercede, Rust is die, you, Begley, all, the whole crew, Steve Quayle. Just, we just stand together in prayer. You know, God's yeah. able. God will work it out. All right, I'm just an old Jesus freak, old hippie lady. <laughs> and here we go again. So God is good. Thank you. He is able. Joyce. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. All right. Thank you, Joyce. You have a God good bless. night. God Thank bless you. you. Bye. All right, next up, we have Tanya in Tanya. Idaho. Tanya, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, guys. How are you doing tonight? Good. Good. How's Idaho? Good. 
It It's beautiful weather here today. It's been a little bit warmer than usual, and I noticed that they were doing a lot of chemtrails, so that's not good. <laughs> no, never. But I was, just, I was just sitting here and listening to you guys, and I started making a little list, and I just kind of want to go over it here a little bit, um, and I'm just going to rattle it as fast as I can so I don't blog up your line or clog up your line. But I have uh, things that I think about all the time. I'm in prayer about all the time. They're hot topics of the country. It's definitely going on. A lot of people say conspiracy. You know, it's, I don't know, eyes, eyes to see, ears to hear. So here's my list. Transgender, pangender, gay marriage, transhumanism. Abortion, over 5 million. Presidential debate and corruption. Racial wars, Constitution, Common Core, BLM, Benghazi, FEMA camps, martial law, RFID chips, drones, MKUltra, biometric profiling, profiling, Illuminati, Masons, Luciferians, the occult, Club of Rome, Black Nobility, Trilateral Commission, Commission sorry, Federal Reserve. Bilderberg, Rockefellers, Rothschild, Bohemian Grove, UN, Catholic Pope, New World Order, ISIS and Muslims, Jesuits, Harp, Fracting, Kentrells, Heavy Metals, Morgellons, CERN, Temples of Baal, Portal, Smart Meters, Smartphones, Spy Electronics of all sorts in our homes, Immunizations, Autism, GMOs, Steroids, Hormones and Antibiotics, Fluoride, Severe Weather, and non-natural disasters, animal die-offs at massive levels. These are all the things that are going on in our world and obviously a whole lot more. And a lot of people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. Um, and it's very important that we all come together in prayer, that we have that faith and that hope in Jesus Christ, because without that, how are we supposed to make it through all of these evils that are in our world right now? Really, there's only one way, and that's prayer. I mean, we, we can right. fight. We can fight. I believe we have to fight physically. When, when I say fight, I'm talking about uh, taking a physical stand or, or a stand in, in reality, in, in the real world, in the, the in terra firma, the world in which we live. We have to do that. Concurrently, however, we I don't believe that we can make a difference without the prayer aspect of things as well. You just ticked off a list of basically things that we look at on a daily basis. We keep track of right. on a daily basis. And I think you might have not, uh, t- I think the, the economy was, might have been glossed over yeah. a little bit, I, you know, but, but that's also in there as well. Right. Well, in fasting, I think a lot of people think it's just scripture and prayer, but I think fasting is really important Indeed. in all of this yep. Fasting it as well. Really, yeah. and, and you know what? G- getting your family involved, getting your families involved, others involved, your neighbors, your friends, the people who um, you can convince, not convince, but have a discussion with and uh, uh, tell them how, tell them of the lateness of the hour, witness to them. And um, right. we, we need to, we need more people to show up. And, and a lot of times just showing up is sufficient. We, but no one's showing up to, to, to fight the, uh, to the fight. So. But you're absolutely correct. Well, I can tell you I've learned a lot. Um, 
I woke up in about 2012, and I have learned so much, so much about this world, not only just this world, but of Jesus Christ and our Lord, and what is going on, and it's been a struggle. I'm a mother of five, and I'm married and everything, but, you know, to wake up my children was a huge struggle. And I actually lost one of my children. My daughter doesn't really have contact with our family because, you know, we have that label of the weirdos. <laughs> and nobody else in our family is really awake. But I am still trying. My children are, are trying. I mean, by the time my son was three years old, he could recognize even chemtrails. Look, Mama, chemtrail. So... I just keep trying to reach as many people as I can. I keep walking in faith. I stay in prayer. I surround myself with what you said, like-minded people. But it's really a lot of mental (laughs) work to not get consumed on all the evil because, boy, it's everywhere, everywhere you turn. So you have to walk in that faith. You have to. Thank you. God bless you, Tanya. You keep you keep fighting the fight. And thanks for the call. I will. You're welcome. All right. Thanks. All right. I just want to, uh, Joe, we're going to return the phone just one second here. Uh, Nancy S. had written uh, uh, when we were talking about the uh, uh, gender identity issue, you need to listen to Dr. Brewer regarding the chemical castration that is happening to children. Do you not pay attention? Well, of course we pay attention, and I speak with him on a, on a near daily basis. And of course we we we. I don't mean to sound short, Nancy, but I will say this: yes, chemical chemical castration is indeed a factor, but there is social engineering that accompanies and occurs in addition to chemical castration. And it has to do with the Tavistockian, the Jungian, Carl Jung, the Jungian, the Freudian, the the psychobabble that had originated in earnest back in the, um, the I shouldn't say originated, but really had uh, taken grassroots uh, a hold of, of, of our societies back in the 20th century. You have to understand, it is not merely chemical castration it's the social engineering combined with the chemical castration both of which are symbiotic in terms of their relationships we cannot ascribe one thing one issue i don't believe just as we just as we must not ascribe uh one enemy to to these to to uh, uh or one individual as the enemy to the Judeo-Christian moral um, aspects of our culture. It, this is a multi-level war in which we are engaged. And at the root of this is the satanic Luciferian elite. They are conducting the chemical castration. But it's not just that. Again, it's the social engineering as well. It is the policies and procedures of those people who have said, well, we're going to, we're going to make sure that we have a, a, an environment of tolerance in our school system. So you've got these Marxist, progressive, Fabian socialist, communist people operating our school system that are using that not to educate, but to indoctrinate. So it is not merely one thing. That's my statement. All right. 
All right, let's go back to the phones. We got Matt up next from New Hampshire. Matt, you're Matt. live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. I'm live with the Hagman and Hagman crew. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Good, Not how bad. are you? Good, Clear good. Um, hey, uh, so I'm a uh, first-time caller. I've been listening to you guys for um, quite a while. Um, and a couple things that I want to touch on. Um, and one of the things, Doug, you just hit, uh, uh, the nail on the head about the public school system. Um, I'm a full-time single parent. I have a 15-year-old son that has to, unfortunately, uh, I have to use the public system. Um, and I live in a, uh, uh moderate size community in, in New Hampshire or a city, I guess, a small city. Um, and my, the, the, this place is godless. It is pagan. It, you know, the teachers are putting Hillary signs in there. You know, a social studies teacher, if I'm 48, if I was seen dating her, they'd arrest me. Okay, that's how young this woman is that's trying to teach history, which she wasn't. She said that she's going to vote for Con. She's going to vote for Kanye West in 2020. Okay, so that tells you what she's teaching, right? So now we have a. a he has a vice. Now there's three resource cops in the school. A detective is assigned to the school. So besides the three resource cops, there's a detective. And on top of that, there's three vice principals and then the principal. Um, my, my son has been scolded for telling, uh, the, the Adam and Steve boys to stay away from him. Okay. Cause God made Adam and Eve. He didn't make Adam and Steve. Right. And. He actually got scolded and was told, you cannot say to these guys that they have to get away from you or don't be near me because that's the way they are. And they, it, it, it's insane. But, um, so that's one thing. And, you know, also the, the way that they're treating these kids, um, they're treating them to be submissive. Okay. Um, my son was brought into the vice principal's office two weeks ago because he was around with a group of kids. And there was this girl that was getting, uh, basically harassed. So they, he was brought into the principal's office with the McGruff crime dog detective. Uh, that's transgender, by the way. Okay. Get that. Um, and what they were investigating was sexual harassment. The vice principal is six foot four or six foot five and probably three hundred and forty pounds. I, I, I got to stop you. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Because the, the mental oh. image this is creating. Okay. Are, oh, it's are, true. Are, are you telling me that that you now? Please, are you telling me that there was a cop dressed up like McGruff, the uh, crime dog? No. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, okay, no, no, no. That's what I. That's what I'm calling. That's what I'm calling her. Or, or oh, she, okay. She's okay. transgender. Look, she is transgender for real in real life. Wow. All right. Okay. Yeah, she is a transgender listen. person as right. as a detective for the local police or for the city department. Uh, okay. Wow. Just wow. In, okay. in the school, in the public school, Doug. 
Right. Um, so, uh, so anyway, but I'll make a I'll make this a short story because this isn't even what I wanted to talk about. But you just you hit that you hit that nerve uh, when you were just talking a couple minutes leave ago. Leave it to me. Leave and it to me. Right. So, <laughs> true story. Okay. Um, right. So, what the the principal did in here? Sit down and start swearing at my kid. I don't know what you think. What's going on? And then the cops going, "You better not be wasting our time." And we're going to look at the. And of course, there's the video surveillance. Okay, and we're going to find out if you did this or not. It, I'm, so, I came home. My kid is sitting here. He's crushed. Death. He's like a scolded, beaten dog. Tell okay. us again how old your child is. Fifteen. Fifteen. All right. Fifteen. He he's, right. doesn't do drugs. Doesn't drink. Uh, you know, God fearing. Goes to church with me. Oh, I'm I'm Catholic, by the way. Just <laughs> I wanted to throw that in there. And I I, I, right. I like what you guys do. But it, it, you know, it's all good. But um, so he he. I turned around and he didn't sleep that night. So he got up. He didn't even want to go to school the next day because he felt so humiliated. Yeah. I wound up trying to call the school to get this guy on the phone. I couldn't get him on the phone. So I emailed him and you know, there was this stuff about, you know, well, if we find evidence on the tapes and this and so I emailed the guy and I, I told him in my email, um, I was going to try to find it, but you picked up the phone. Um, so that I could actually read it to you. Anyway, I told him, I said, if you don't, have, do you have any evidence to charge my kid with a crime or not? And I want to know why wasn't I called? And, you know, is this the way that you talk to all the kids? You're acting like a tyrant. And I put that in there specifically. Yeah. Um, and it was it was pretty long-winded. Uh, and by the way, it, it, please let me just say this. You should demand all of the surveillance tapes. You should demand all of the correspondence, all of uh, any notes written or otherwise, please. Uh, but, but go ahead. I just wanted to make sure I got I, but I by the time, Right, right, right. No, but by the time before I was off the phone with him, I said, I, I emphatically said to him, I said, do you have any... He goes, and he goes, well, we're investigating sexual harassment. And I go, do you have any evidence that my kid was sexually harassing this girl? No, it wasn't. It wasn't him, and he wasn't involved. I said, so what are you doing talking to my kid like that? And why is McGruff, and I called I called the, the cop. I said, and why is McGruff the crime dog in there? Why are you guys assuming he's guilty before you even talk to him, and why are you treating him that way? And he couldn't answer the question. And I said, I would hope that in the future I'm going to get, my son is going to get more respect from you because you're supposed to be there to help the kids. And it's not because this is the job you landed because the NFL didn't draft you or the NBA or MLB. <laughs> because, no, and I'm serious, that's what it and. You know, I, I, since this is my kid, he, he just started ninth grade at a high school, and I've been trying to get a, a grip on this principal since that time, and I've been reserving judgment up until my, my son started telling me this, and my theory is, is that the guy was in college thinking he was going to get drafted to NFL because he's a big man, huge mm-hmm. man. Um, and instead, he stuck being a, a vice principal at a high school, scolding children and taking out his anger on them. You know, 
That's that's what I see from him, and it, it's it's nasty. But anyway, so that's the thing with the public school. But they didn't have anything. I got to tell you, I think I think we need to dig deeper into this. And if you're willing to send me the send us the uh, um, um, information, if you want to, if you want to have this spotlighted, highlighted, and put some pressure on, because this is not. When I say pressure, I'm not talking about you know anything uh, ignorant. I'm talking about some rational uh, pressure on exposing this 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 intolerable situation or or this insidious situation here that that we're that we're that we've been we're, we're being forced to endure it within these indoctrination centers and i, I didn't, didn't mean to cut you off there or to misdirect you but uh but 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 you know think about that because we'd love to be able to uh make this uh put some put some heat on here because this is not right yeah, no, it's not, you know, and, well, here's the thing. He comes home the first week, the first week of school, September. Dad, I mean, what? They have a club, and I'm like, okay, what kind of club? Straight and homosexual club. They want to show the straight kids that homosexuals are acceptable. <laughs> are you saying, and, and so the public school, you know, and, and so my, my, the, the city that I'm in, the common core stuff, um, I, I was in the middle school. I, you know, I, I'm a very, um, big advocate for my kid. I try to as best as I can. Um, so I'm, I'm involved and then school finds out who I am, you know, and I'm sure yeah, I'm on the list. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm on oh, the yeah. list. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I don't care. You know, I, I'll, I'll deal with that when, when that time comes. Um, and, and God will, you know, Christ and God are going to take care of, you know, they're going to hook me up anyway. Um, and it's going to be what it is. So the, the point is, is that, um, you know, now that I, I've made a fuss, now there, there's different treatment. Um, it, it's just, it, it's perplexing. It is so perplexing, guys, that this place, is that way and no one in, in most of the because it's he's not in the worst school he's in like the there's three high schools in the town or in the city and this one is like the middle of the road one and it, it's it's incredible that these these people actually do these things and they get away with this stuff and they do it all the time to kids and kids don't say anything because the parents don't care or um, you know, they're too, they don't know what to say. They just think that it's acceptable, you know? Um, Very interesting. And, and anyway, so that's, that's that whole thing. And, and that wasn't even the re, the actual reason why I was calling what I'm really upset about is chemtrailing up here in, in New Hampshire. Um, for the past two weeks, I have seen formations of, of chemtrail plants. And I'm like, um, you know, and, and you know, I, I, I've seen all the stuff. I've looked at documents and, and I, I understand what chemtrailing is and, and, or geoengineering. I'll call it geoengineering. Um, in, in lieu of, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, he doesn't like calling it chemtrailing. Uh, but anyway, the, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing four and five planes flying in a formation coming out and then a half an hour later here comes four or five the other way making the making the um checkerboard up in the sky and for the last two and a half three weeks i have never seen so many planes up here 
And I, I the other thing I, I do is I'm tra- traveling or yeah, traveling, driving and traveling all the time from my job. So I'm going down into Boston almost, you know, on a daily basis, or I'm going out to um, Central Mass, or I'm, I'm going into Northern New Hampshire or down to Connecticut. So you know, I, I see a lot of things, um, and I've seen. You know, Jade Helm was making me. You know, my hair was my toenails were curling while Jade Helm was going on because I've never seen so much military activity in New England in my life, and I've lived here all my life. Um, but the the chemtrails are relentless. They're doing it every single day. It just rained here on Monday, so it rained where you guys are on, it would have been Sunday, and that weather pattern that came down, I don't know if you saw the weather on TV or online, that was the weirdest-looking patch of rain that I have ever seen in my life on a radar. It was like it was a a, a rectangle or almost a square and it it, it wasn't a, a, a typical thing and it came from the north and came south. So yeah, they're spraying all the and time just, and, and even when it's cloudy out, you know, they spray in the upper atmosphere. Uh, and, and Matt, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna look. We I, I don't mean to be. I, I got to cut you short here. Yeah, no, but, I, I, uh, I tomorrow I took a lot of time. Yeah, no, no problem. But tomorrow, um, I got some. We we've got some news and some pictures that will relate to what you actually both topics. So uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow. But uh, God bless you, man. Thanks for that call and 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 uh, keep in touch via email studio at hagmanhagman dot com. Like to uh, follow up a, a number of things with you, uh, especially given okay, your location. Okay, yeah, I'll, right. I'll actually, yeah. All right. All right. Um, so, that'll all right. work, Doug. And, and I'll do that. Hey, guys, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I actually called in and, uh, you know, I, I do pray for you guys. Um, and, you know, I, I don't agree with everything 100%, but I'm, I'm about I'm 95% with you guys. I, if right. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm there with you and, uh, you know, we're, we're here, man. And, um, I, I, like I said, I pray for you. Um, and I just Thank hope you, that everything uh, comes out in the end, which it Thank will. Thank you, brother. So, all right. God bless you. All right, you, my guys. Friend. I'll talk Thanks to you later. Call, Thanks for taking my call. All right. Yeah, have a good bye-bye. night. All right. Lined up, we got uh, Gary Levi, Michael Rusty, and Aurora. We're going to go to uh, Gary first. Gary J from the Pacific Northwest. Live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Gary, you're up. Hagman. Hagman. Ah. Reporting for duty. Did you get my email? Oh, is this Gary J? Yeah, we did, as a matter of fact. Don't Gary. say my name on the air. Don't say it on the air. They're listening. What are you afraid of, brother? What are you afraid of? Come on, talk to me. Did you, you get my of? email? Did you get this word? Did you get my email? And who are you castrated? What are you talking about? Okay, it's, uh, you know what, Gary, first of all, let me thank you for your donation. We, we got that for your contribution to the Hagman and Hagman Report. I cannot believe you spent, actually spent, uh, what is it, 48 cents to, um, to send the penny. But thank you so much. I appreciate that, Gary. And don't guess, get this phone call. This phone call cost me a dime. What, what decade are you living in, uh, Gary? Do you have a time machine? Castro, you listening to me? Did you get my email? I want to talk about my email and about the, my suggestions for the set design. Did you get them? Oh, we, we certainly did, buddy. We we got them. What, what, what would you like us to redesign? Lighting. I like what you've done with the lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you're a little upset with me, Hagman. What? When you talk about my emails, like I thought we were friends. 
What well, you sign. You, yeah, it's amazing. I, I just, I just, I, the content of your emails are are just incredible. In fact, we just got a couple from you tonight, uh, Gary, Jay, and and, well, and it, it, you were nice. Tell the, the audience well, they need to know that I am not the person that you make me out to be. I'm a very, very kind and loving man. I wow. support your show, Agron. I support your show. Well, as evidenced by that penny that you spent forty-eight cents to send. Well, I mean, I support you, Agron. Just because you don't have a thick skin, I don't know. You know, uh, that's not that's you know, develop a thick skin. I don't know what to tell you. Well. Gary, you know we're just so honored that you called. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, what most upsets you? Yeah, well, what most upsets you about uh, about our program? I I sense I sense that you're tense. What Joseph interrupts you, it upsets me a lot. Hmm. That's one thing. For starters, Joseph interrupting. Joseph, you need to be more respectful. And I don't like it when you're very mean to Joseph. And it seems to me, and I would, I think you should hug him on air more often. That's what I think you, Douglas. I need that you think that you need to have a little more love in your heart. I, I've got so much love. I agree. I got so much love for you, buddy. And so, so much Joseph, love for everybody. Is that you, Joseph? Joseph. Hey, buddy. Joseph. Hi, Joseph. Joseph. Joseph, you need to be a little more respectful of your father. I'm looking at the chat room, and it looks to me like people are telling you, you guys to cut me off. What's wrong? Well, 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 Gary, I, th- I think people can see. You, you know you're under surveillance. You know that, right? You know that well, we have you under surveillance. I mean, you don't understand that, but I have developed uh, a new thing, kind of like a market pocket, but I can't afford a market pocket, so I have a tinfoil pocket pocket. Pocket pocket. So you, you don't know where I am, Agman. I know your tricks too. What you did is you tried to keep me on on the line and on hold while I waited to talk to you, and I think that you tried to track me. Is that right? Oh, oh, oh! We we've got you. We've got you tracked, buddy. We got you tracked and uh, uh, tagged and almost bagged. I don't think that's accurate, Hackman. Now listen. What I would like to see is just one thing, okay? I would Go like ahead. a T-shirt, and I would like a T-shirt, and I, like I said, but I'm on a fixed income, and I just, I think that you should send me a T-shirt. I sent you my address in the email, and you should at least send me that, because if it wasn't for me, Eric wouldn't have all these tips to spritz up your studio. <laughs> well, are you still bothered by the blue, by, by, by the lines? By, by no, the, by, the by the lighting the is very delightful, I've noticed, oh, in the last okay. two nights. Whatever you've done, it's, just, it's actually just wonderful. So whoever did that is wonderful. Well, Someone is saying in the chat room that they don't think Joe interrupts. But if they would go back and listen to the archives, they would see that Joe does interrupt. So, well, wrong. I interrupt, too. Whoever I interrupt, too. Room, well, we well, 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 Gary, let, let, let me just let me just suggest that you go back and, and uh, you, you better redose yourself with with respect to whatever psychotropics you're taking, and uh, you know, you all right, Douglas? If I didn't know any better, that sounds like you're insulting me, and I'm going to get off now. And I will call you next Wednesday. Maybe you can have an attitude adjustment. Enjoy your evening. God bless you, fellas. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks. <laughs> All right, All right let's move on. Levi in Indiana. Levi, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey guys. Yeah, I'm hey. a first time caller as well. 
Um, All right. Give a little shout out to the chat room. This is Rim, guys. Hey, I'm nervous, so pray for me. But <laughs> nothing to be nervous. Just wanted about. to um, start off by thanking you guys. Um, I'm 23 years old. You know, um, I was very heavily influenced by the ancient aliens push. I think is being very heavily pushed on my generation. And I started, you know, searching YouTube videos about aliens. I've been a believer my whole life, blessed by a Christian family, and I'm very thankful for my Christian upbringing. But I ran into the alien UFO agenda and didn't really know what to do with it and wasn't getting an answer from the church. And so I stumbled upon, um, I think it was uh, Steve Quayle, Genesis 6 Giants program on YouTube that you guys had and um, it changed my life and I've been a Hagman and Hagman listener ever since and I've been trying to you know it really uh, re-sparked my fire for Christ and I'm really trying to um, push the right message this time instead of the the false deceptive one so I just want to thank you guys for that and, and everything you guys do all the guests you guys have are awesome Love the show. Love both of you guys and your and your insight. Well, I, I just want to say thank you, Levi. And you know, it's easy to make mistakes, but if we're not making mistakes, we're not out there playing the game. If we're not if we're not playing the game, if we're not showing up, then we're not doing what we're what we've been called to do. And uh, you know, it's it's great of you to to, to me. It's big of you to say, man. You know something? I've, I've fumbled. I've I've done this. I've done that. But now, you know. Hey, I'm, I'm going forward, pushing forward. And that's the thing that, that we, we should take lessons from you because you, uh, really to, uh, should be a, an exhibit for what, uh, what uh, today's Christian should be in terms of your efforts and, and, uh, and such. So I, I thank you for that. Oh my goodness. Well, I can't thank you guys enough because man, I, this, I'm telling you, this agenda is being pushed so much on my peers, and, and you know, and I, I feel bad because I was trying to, you know, wake them up to the, the alien stuff, and now I'm, you know, trying to undo that by pushing the right message, like I said, pushing Jesus, but I'm telling you, it's just, we're, the youth is being bombarded with, with this crap, and, um, Absolutely, I feel like I need to do my part as well, and you guys have helped me so much with that. So I want to thank you with that, and I I did want to bring up some stuff that I was talking to my uh, little brother with today. Um, things that have been on my mind in particular. Oh gosh, um, one is uh, the days of Noah. Um, I was kind of presenting some of my personal opinions in that. Uh, I kind of think maybe the days of Noah have been um, marked by, you know, genetic alteration. And um, I guess my Absolutely. my point to yeah. my little brother was back, you know, back in the day we had to rely on God and, and, and pray for the crops. And, and, you know, one day we just says, you know, we don't need God. We can, we can genetically alter our food so it's drought resistant. And I think we're just, Every day, we see more and more of us turning into a godless society, and you know that I think that that's one marker. But I think there's so many things now that we're we're seeing that um, I do believe we are in the days of Noah. So that was one thing that yeah. we wanted to get your guys' take on. 
Yeah, well, uh, we are. And, and Steve Quayle's talked about it, Joe. Uh, Steve Quayle's talked about this. Uh, Pastor Langford has talked about this. Every guest, I think, that has anything, any type of uh, biblical, historical context knows that we are in the days of Noah. And people erroneously believe that the days of Noah just merely mean the, the, the decadence and the perverse sexuality. That's there, too, right. but so is the transhumanist, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the uh, push toward the apotheosis, the godlike, uh, uh, you know, all men are gods and will live forever. That's what uh, we're seeing today. So many things, yeah, and if you don't mind me bringing up uh, one more thing that I had on my mind, which is um, the Antichrist, you know, the the, the lawless one. Um, I, I just had so many ideas, you know, we all, I don't know, we all have our own opinions as to who that may be or when they might come, you know, if we'll even be here. I uh, personally believe that we will see the man of perdition uh, revealed, and um, so I'm always trying to kind of take keep an eye out for for that. Um, I I personally believe that um, whoever the, I think it will be a man who will change into something. You know, Nimrod became a gibberine, and I really think that's kind of one of the things I'm watching for with all this genetic alteration and stuff. Should there be somebody who becomes part man, part animal, you know? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I, I wanted to get your guys' take on that as well. Like, what are your thoughts on, what are you looking out for as far as um Exactly what we're seeing. Yeah, the Antichrist. Uh, I, I, you know what, Joe? I'm gonna. You can because we we only have about six minutes of the, the five minutes. I'm of the, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to take up. Oh no, 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 no. But uh, and and callers, please, please hang hang with us. But the Antichrist to me, all right. Now this is something that I I wrestle with and struggle with and um, research and um, read and pray about, of course, of course. And if I happen to not say that, please understand that that's always a given. But here's the thing, I believe that the Antichrist will be someone from the West, will perhaps have royal lineage, lineage I believe mm-hmm. that's clear. Okay, in Revelation 13 revealed, uh, Pastor David Langford had uh, really uh, taken apart uh, uh, that, that part of Revelation, but in terms of the Antichrist, the, the son of perdition, I believe, will be, uh, will be uh, um, lifted up as being uh, here among us all of the time, meaning to say the divine offspring proven by scientific DNA analysis of Jesus Christ based on the Merovingian lie, the, the, the lie that is the Merovingian bloodline, the lie that is the um, uh, the Holy Grail. The, the, the lie thing. from the pit of hell, the original exactly. lie from yes, the pit of hell. Yes. But the Absolutely. delusion, see, the delusion is going to be so strong and the, the personage in which the Antichrist, Antichrist, yeah, <laughs> Antichrist, <laughs> yeah. I can't, sorry about that, um, no. the Antichrist dwells, uh, is going to be so charismatic and, and, and so, uh, so welcomed by all populations, all peoples, including and especially the Christians in the West, 
that I don't believe it could be someone like a like a, a Muslim sheikh, for example, uh, who right. would only you know, despite the, the the numbers that the Muslims have, they would have to to really fool a Christian population. So I believe it will be I an Anglo-Saxon kind of person, and and have the uh, have the bloodline of Jesus Christ. Again, this would be a lie, but scientifically verified, you know, via DNA tests, and all of a sudden Christianity is knocked on its ear. This is just my personal belief right now. Okay, so folks, you no, know, I agree. You know, yeah. right? So you know, yeah, but um, but I do think, and, and this is, and please understand, I'm going to say a statement, but understand, I am saying it. Um, it will be like a Donald Trump. Okay, not not that's not. I'm not saying Donald Trump. No, no. I'm saying look right, at how right. people, certain people, are embracing him as uh, as somebody who can who can make positive changes, and the belief mm-hmm. in the changes are so strong that uh, that uh, boy. Uh, so, so it's going to have that feel to it, uh, much mm-hmm. like Hitler had back in the 30s with for Germany, and we see mm-hmm. it happen over and over again. And again, please, I, I use Donald Trump only as the, um, the people sure, who, the, the fervent, the um, yeah, there you go. The, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand so, absolutely. But, but uh, so I think it's a very complex issue, and I think people are going to be really, really fooled and really taken aback by by what happens. And and uh, there will be people who will be trying to warn others, but they're not going to. They will be themselves pro- uh, persecuted, prosecuted, and then uh, executed. How's that? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, so couldn't couldn't agree more. And uh, as always, thank you for your insight. You know, um, I do believe this is just something that's important to you know keep your eye on and pay attention to. And I really thank your your guys, you and your guys' program. Well, thank and, you. Um, thank I you. am a God big bless. fan. I will say of um, the programs you have with Steve Quayle and Pastor Langford. I enjoy going back and listening to them over and over. So. Oh. Just so God much. bless you guys. Thank you, sir. God bless. Thank, oh, good night, thank you. God bless. All right. Good night. I Joe, I don't think we'd do any favors by taking another caller before. No, we've I want to just touch this. Um, then, but, but callers, hang on, okay? I mean, yeah, we, a lot to we're going to get to uh, Michael, Rusty, Aurora, and Bob right after this break. Um, this just something I, I found. ESPN fires Kurt Schilling after anti-transgender right. Facebook post. We had Kurt Schilling on last year when he was suspended for uh, equating the ISIS movement to Nazis. But the retired MLB pitcher was suspended by the network last year for another controversial social media post. This time he has been fired when he put up a a Facebook post that says, Let him in. It's a man dressed in a a woman's suit. Uh, Or I don't even know what kind of suit. Oh, you know, I saw that. It says, To the restroom, let let him into the restroom with your daughter or else you're a narrow-minded, judgmental, unloving, racist bigot who needs to die. He sent, he, I think he sent one of those to me, okay? Putting it out uh, there, uh, the ESPN said this is completely unacceptable and in no way represents our company's perspective. Obviously, ESPN is <laughs> owned by Disney, which is owned by the big six conglomerates. And we'll be contacting Kurt Schell and see if we can get him back on to talk about this as he has been terminated from his job for his opinion. The bloody sock strikes again in truth, though. We'll be right back on this Wednesday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report with your calls, Michael Rusty, Aurora, and Bob, after this.
This is the Global Star Radio Network. Book city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. back, folks, to this hour of the Hagman and Hagman Report. This is Open Line, Wild Wednesday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Your calls, of course, coming in. Uh, we have we have everyone lined up here. We'll be taking your calls in the order in which they were, are received. Thank you so much for your patience, and thank Global Star. Thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to take the calls. Very quickly, before we get to the calls, however, I had mentioned earlier, and thanks, Bob and Maggie, I, I I failed to, to, to bring this forward. If you are living in California, uh, please take note. And anyone living in the United States, please take note, because this is coming to your state. They're calling it Gunmageddon in California with more gun and magazine bans. California legislator, uh, uh, lawmakers launched a full frontal assault on the state's few remaining Second Amendment freedoms by passing more gun restrictions and magazine bans out of committee on Tuesday. Now, this is laws that are in committee. They passed them through the committee going for the uh, um, General Assembly. Ten, count them, ten gun control bills were under construction. Eight that survived the first vote now move to the respective Appropriations Committee. I'm sorry, not the General Assembly, but the Appropriations Committee. Here they are. Get ready. A, B, Two five one zero. That's AB twenty five ten. Eliminates uniformity for uh, concealed carry weapons permits, putting permit holders and law enforcement at greater risk. Just search these terms or these laws if you live in California. That's AB Apple Baker twenty five ten. SB eight eighty. This immediately bans and forces the registration of millions of semi-automatic weapons in common use. We're talking AR-15s, we're talking AK-47s, not automatic, but semi-automatics. And, and, and it's my understanding that that includes pistols as well. Obviously, there's always a, there are there's already a registra- registration for that in California. 
SB 894 mandates lost and stolen reporting within five days and penalizes the individuals for reports that are turned in even a day late. So, for example, uh, well, you get the idea. You're one day late reporting a lost or stolen firearm. Uh, if you make a mistake by a day or if something happens, your, your, your spouse dies, it doesn't matter. They will fine and potentially jail you under SB 894, SB 1006. This is a, a just, a, I don't even know what to say about this. This basically allows the University of California to conduct biased gun violence research. Go ahead and pepper the stats. That's what this SB 1006 allows. SB 1037 extends the statute of limitations on certain nonviolent firearm related crimes, most having to do with paperwork. 1235, that's SB 1235. That's a measure that will eventually include, now listen to this, the mandatory tracking of ammunition and purchase permits. And uh, SB 1446, the mother of them all, in my view, bans all standard ca- uh, capacity magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. So, California, here we come. That, uh, according to... Now, these, this is a report. Uh, it's being reported by Breitbart, but it's also by um, a Firearms Policy Coalition which described the April 19th assault, this legal assault, as gun-mageddon. And what we need to do, folks, here's a simple solution to this. We need to put pressure on the gun makers, ammunition makers, suppliers, the middle people, anyone who does business with any corporation, or I'm sorry, any corporation that does business with anybody, any state that has such oppressive Second Amendment assaults, uh, we need to tell them, don't, don't do it. You, you, you're, this is America. You don't have to sell them anything firearms related. Okay? I, I mean, simple as that. And get the heck out of the, uh, uh, out of California. This has to stop. This is, this is absolutely incredible. And of course, don't well, forget about the much, uh, publicized thousand dollar tax, uh, on the firearms now. Uh, that's been proposed, which is BS, and, and they want to tax the ownership out of, uh, out of existence. Go ahead, Joe. We'll go right back to the callers with this headline too. Milwaukee police see promise in high-tech GPS bullets. Yeah, there the you go. The latest technology in use by Milwaukee Police Department seems like something from a comic book or spy novel. Devices mounted on squad cars fire GPS units into fleeing vehicles to track them without engaging in high-speed chases. We'll have yeah. more on that later. Yes. Go back to the phone calls. We're going to go to Michael from Michigan. Thanks, thanks for, for holding. Yeah, You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi. Greetings, brothers. Good evening. I had a few couple quick things I wanted to um, make note so you guys are aware of them. The archway uh, to the Temple of Baal, or that they're calling now the, the Temple of, or the Archway of Triumph, um, yep. they have it blood red for the next three days and three nights. They're trying to mimic the, um, or mock the Passover and sacrifice in their door to Moloch. This yes. is in London? No, it's no, coming correct. New- well, but it's and, also well, coming Obama's from New York. To be, yeah, but Obama's supposed to be headed there, uh, last I heard, and then they're going to be bringing it back to, I don't know the whole 
gist of it yet because they keep changing everything. And then, see, what they do is they change stuff, and then when we when we report on it on YouTube, then people come on and say, "Oh no, now they're doing this," and then they don't, re- you know, they're just they're hoodwinking people, and people aren't really realizing what's going on. Well, the Palmyra Arch destroyed by ISIS now standing tall as you report in the center of London. You know, it's the replica of a, of a famous uh, Palmyra Arch dating back to the third century, of course, which was destroyed by ISIS. Also, um, last year unveiled, uh, it was destroyed last year by ISIS, uh, has been unveiled in London's, uh, uh, in, in the city of London or in, in the London Central. And that project, by the way, was commissioned by Oxford and Harvard universities using the state-of-the-art 3D technology to map the arch's dimensions from thousands of images before these people carved this 20-foot replica from this Egyptian marble. So it's very interesting indeed. Um, and, and you're right about the blood red being a mock, uh, you know, mocking God and mocking Christianity and Judeo-Christian principles. Uh, and, and the Illuminati, I mean, they've been doing... Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. No, I just want to say it's it's set it's later set to travel uh to New York, Dubai, and then eventually back to Syria. I just want to throw that in. Yeah, there. and I believe they're honestly doing. You know, I've been studying the Illuminati and researching them a lot, and from what I'm seeing, they are doing you know these false flags events and stuff like that. They're actually these sacrifices, these these murderous rituals that you know shed the blood of innocence, you know, to their god. You know, and there's so much people don't understand uh, the significance behind what they are doing and what they're promoting. Exactly. You know, it's it's also, interesting that the layers, and, and I'm glad you're studying or looking into researching the Illuminati and the different layers because it gives you a, a greater understanding of of the evil, the pervasive evil behind things like this. And it's so deep. I mean, we have been, you know, like Brother Leo, I said earlier, and I want to kind of touch base on some some of the stuff he said too, but we have been so lied to and so manipulated that if the church is not awake at, you know, at any given moment to, you know, allow the Word of God to change their mindset about things, you know, based on all the things that are happening, I mean, there, there's going to be so much deception it's going to go on when all of this stuff hits the fan, and I don't think people are really awake to that and understand just how dark it's really going to get. You know, when you talk about um, that verse, hang on a second, let me pull it up here so I don't mutilate it as I try to quote it. Uh, let me see here. I hate it. I had it. Oh, there it is. Where it says, um, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and then that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. You know, and I honestly believe that falling away is going to be the unsaved in the church and the, you know, the false pastors and, and teachers that are out there preaching these things, you know, with this emotional fluff and, you know, not on, trusting in the shed blood of Christ for the full payment of your sin's debt, they're going to, you know, if you don't understand that, you're not saved. And these people are going to, you know, they're going to lead them as sheep to the slaughter. And I'm really, really concerned about this. Well, as well, we all should be concerned about this. And and we certainly appreciate your concern, but you're also taking a step further and doing something about it. And, and that's what we all need to be doing is being proactive to fight, to expose this agenda of evil. And then to bring as many people as possible into the uh, 
into the body, into the remnant, and that's what we need to do. So we're we're going to be doing a show coming up with some pastors that are going to be on together talking about areas where uh, our show and other shows like this are capturing the attention of the church and, and where the churches and the pastors are falling short and then where we are yeah, falling short right. in some areas where yeah. the churches and pastors are are picking up. So it um, should be interesting. I think the show will be next week. Uh, sometimes. So. Well, amen to that. I used to preach too, so if you're looking for, <laughs> if you're looking for extra people to chime in, I'm more than willing to dedicate my time to helping as many as I possibly can. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, buddy. I want to bring cool. up a few other quick things to get, or, Go ahead. Do I have a second? Yeah, sure. Go on. Okay. Um, I also, um, there's a YouTube video out talking about these black entities slash spirits that they saw at the uh, archway and I really that, yeah. I, I've been studying it's black birds is what it is yep, I did a video on it and I yeah and I I <laughs> went through the whole thing and it's 100% black birds and I just don't want people to you know eat. the problem is is that this is so demonic that it's hard not when you see those kind of things not to automatically assume that that's what's happening because it's so significant of what's taking place here. Yeah, exactly. And then in re- and then in regards to believe, I'll make this quick here. Um, transhumanism. I'm just now starting to learn about transhumanism, and I'm seeing a different. On it, and I want to encourage him to look into a few things. One, look into the video that Morgan Freeman just put out with National Geographic and he, where he specifically talks about uploading the human brain to, you know, to this, uh, robot that he had in front of him. And even if other people go crazy with the transhumanism and the other things, there are, and, and see that, that's what I think falls in with this deception and this, you know, the wolves over your eye is that we have been so lied to on so many fronts that when we get a little piece of truth, all of these lies cover it up because there's so much misinformation out there, you know, and, and look into Humaya. That's another website where they talk about, um, uploading the, the human, uh, or uploading, uh, how to, uploading the brain to their robot or whatever. And they're talking about in 2017 is when they're, uh, talking about starting it. And then they say, they say 2045, but I highly doubt that. And, uh, David Bowie, the black star, it all ties in with all of this stuff. And then, oh, uh, David Bowie, then, it's so that you hit on a key thing there. People need to understand the, the David Bowie connection, um, and, and all of the occult aspects of David Bowie or Bowie, whatever, however you pronounce his name, the, the, uh, entertainer, singer, whatever, the demonic, um, part of this, it, it ties right into, uh, this exactly. And what's the name? Is that Santa Cruz show? What's the name of that? It's got those wings. It's the red. I can't think of the uh, the logo off the top of my head. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that name? Uh, um. Well, uh, anyway, they what they do no. they um there's this group, and I did a video on it on my YouTube page. But there's this group that they tie David Bowie in to a Christ like ascending character and it's so demonic the way they say these things it's it literally sends chills up your spine and I, i'll email it to you if you would like me to but it's 
I mean, it's crazy. And then I also, and I called in last time when I was talking about uh, Trump having the Antichrist spirit. I want to correct something about this so people understand. When I'm saying Trump has the Antichrist spirit, that's Antichrist spirit as in many, not as the Antichrist that sits in the temple and claims to be God, because there is a huge difference with that. And I also want to say that I've been finding out, and I did a video on this as well, I believe that Melania Trump is a man. I really do. From everything I am finding out, I've got pictures of it. I've got pictures of her Adam's apple. I mean, the, the, there is so much demonic stuff going on right now with the elite trying to keep their bloodline pure and all this stuff. I mean, it is just beyond crazy the things that are happening right now. No, you're exactly just wanna, right. Are, are you referring to the, um, oh, there's a hermaphroditic uh, symbol figure uh, with regard to, to Bowie. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember the name of it now. But uh, are you, were you, is that what you were referring to? Well, um, the David, the David Bowie. Uh, hang on, can you give me? Can you talk about something? Give me two seconds to look it up, so I can go right to it. If, if you give me two seconds, I can yeah, talk amongst yourselves. As we, yeah, uh, and, and and here's why this is important because uh, what we're seeing today, folks, is is the ritual, the satanic rituals coming out into play, and and of course, Ted Brewer talked about. The book, the most dangerous book in the world, 9-11, is a mass ritual written by uh, S.K. Bain, and uh, there's a prologue in there by Peter Lavenda. In fact, this is this is the book here. Now, again, we don't have anything to do with this book or anything like this, but the information contained in this book, very interesting, in how all of, like, 9-11 was a mass ritual and the occult aspects of 9-11. So, you know, today... 15 years later, what does it, who cares? Well, the reason we care is because the, the occult aspects of 9-11 and subsequent events, including but not limited to, to London and other events, and even some of the shootings that have taken place, or mass shootings, all have s- certain levels of occult significance. So the exploitation of entertainers or the entertainers themselves who are adherent to the occult philosophy or the occult uh, the, uh, theology. Alistair Crowley, of course, influencing yeah, people like yeah. David Bowie. Go ahead. All right, so did you get, okay, what is it? No, no, I was agreeing with you that you were, okay. that you're spot on with that, that it is, and I didn't find it. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'll email it to you, I'll email you yeah. the name, and, and, and you can see the videos, but I mean, it, it, they tie it in with David Bowie being basically, they make it sound like he is an antichrist, you know, an antichrist spirit, not the antichrist right. the temple, right. but, you know, and it, it's yeah. just, it's crazy to see all this stuff happening, and the, the fact that they're being this, forward about it should send alarm bells to people and that's what has me on so edge about this stuff is that they're you know they're purposely putting this stuff out there so you so people find it yes you know and that that's the crazy part absolutely you know you gotta go thank you so much for taking my call and i will email you that thanks michael thanks michael you have a good night yeah okay we're going to rusty next thanks for holding rusty from california you're live on the hagman and hagman report yeah, Russ. can you hear me? My microphone is not always good. Loud and clear. Hello? Yeah, five by five. Can you hear us? Oh, can you hear me? Yep. Can. Hello? Go ahead. Okay, excellent. My microphone wasn't working. Hey, guys, I, uh, boy, the last two callers, um, Levi, 
uh, amazing for, you know, how young he is and, uh, I guess just his insight. And then, um, the last caller just, I wanted to originally talk about, uh, I guess overall things happening in the world and with, in our churches and stuff, um, and how we're seeing prophecy fulfilled. And it seems like a lot of Christians don't want to see it. Um, I personally have been, I mean, I, I, this last year I've been going through a divorce and it, I've always been, I guess, politically minded and tried to be aware of things, but I was uh, kind of like you, Doug, um, you know, I, I'm, I'll be 42 in June and I was kind of a rush baby in that my dad, uh, was one of the, you know, he was the first year rush subscriber to the newsletter and my family are Republican. Uh, I have a long family history of Christianity. Uh, my grandfather was a preacher and I was always kind of the rebellious, somewhat of a black sheep that, uh, I, in fifth grade, the first day of fifth grade, I was in the principal's office because I didn't feel that one of the things the teacher was telling us to do was just and I refused to do it and wound up in the principal's office. So I've always had that kind of a thing going on. And just, uh, I feel honestly like the pre-tribulation rapture is, is one of the largest deceptions and causes of, I don't remember which guest it was that you had, but they talked about people not wanting to wake up being drunk on Babylon. And I feel that the pre-tribulation rapture is a, uh, contributing to that and it's something that I believed in for well for years I mean I was brought up in a Christian home and then uh, I I went my own way you know I told my parents that as soon as I could leave the house I wasn't going to church and I basically tried to disprove the Bible and then through that journey you wind up you believe because it's true and uh so I, I'm thankful for my my family history in that my parents gave me the oracles. They they told me the truth, but they didn't always have a good reason why. It just was, you know. My grandfather was a preacher, and he was always right. And it, there was never really an answer. It was just this is the way it is, you know. Uh, that, that, that's my favorite. That's my favorite answer, you know. Uh, when I used to. Ask my dad or mom or someone I respect. Well, why? Because I said so. That's why. I mean, yeah, I get that. So go ahead. Right. No, and and it's it was kind of like that, but it was more just there. There were certain things in the church that you just didn't really question. Um, I, I I remember even evolution. You know, why couldn't God? 
uh, use evolution and creation, you know, and there was never really a good answer. It was like, well, because creation and evolution don't mix, but they didn't tell me why. They didn't say, but well, they, do. they didn't but they hold do. up both of their hands. Well, they just kind of said, you know, this is what the Bible says, but they didn't ever hold up both of their hands and say, well, because symmetry absolutely denies randomness. You know, that sort of a thing. It wasn't like a a valid reason, like, okay, I'm going to use my intellect here. you got to tell me a good reason why, or I'm going to die on this hill right here arguing with you, you know? Uh, I've always had that within me. You have to tell me a good reason. And I believe the Bible gives excellent reasons for why things are the way they are. And, uh, and that's why we have this radio program, because we can discuss these matters, whether it is the pre-trib or post-trib, mid-trib, whatever trib rapture, or whether it is evolution and uh, scientific, um, uh, the science as it relates to the, um, um, the, cre- the, you know, the, the story of the creation. Uh, they can right. uh, science actually when it comes right down to it science actually proves but the biblical creation the bible the story of the creation so um Absolutely. You, you know it's they're not mutually ex- exclusive and um and that's why of course we have shows like this to talk about these issues because well, one thing that we have to do and, and and people who say for example because i said this is the way it is or they offer a very shallow response is because a lot of times people don't have the knowledge to debate or to discuss right. at an intellectual level so we this is why programs hopefully like ours can share we can share this information and then you can take that and of course have a, a logical intellectual a discussion and perhaps even win over or through your reasoned research and information armed with information you could perhaps uh, bring others into the remnant hopefully or, persuade hearts and minds there you exactly. go exactly yeah. uh, and you guys have been a great help in that um I think I I first became familiar with your program it was actually off of the the DVD that was released with the uh, Petrus Romanus and uh, what was oh, yeah. his next book? Exo Vaticana. Yes. The the book by uh, Tom, Tom Horn, Horn and Chris Putnam. And yep. Chris Putnam. Yep. The, the Exo Vaticana DVD that they released through Defender Publishing only that came with that, it had a whole list of, it was like 12 or 15 different audio shows and you guys were a couple of them and that was the way I first became acquainted with you and of course over time you just when you're researching things or whatever you guys would pop up and then I eventually found your website and you know uh, but anyway my just the the awakening I've I've I quit the I was a Republican from 18 until George Bush's second term and at George Bush's second term, I just went, I, I de- went non-declared, no, no party affiliation. Not because I didn't know at the time the extent to the, of the Bush crime family, but what I didn't like was that I was lied to about McCain Feingold and I was lied to about partially privatizing Social Security. So when he turned around and, and then signed McCain-Feingold and didn't privatize that, and he spent like a drunken sailor while claiming to be a conservative in fiscal matters, it made me go, you guys are a pack of liars, and, you know, 
that's the way it is. And now I've still voted uh, of the candidates that I have to vote for. I vote for. Did we lose you? Yeah, I think I think we did lose him. All right. Before we move on to the next caller, thank you so much, uh, Rusty. I don't know if something happened. We lost you. But thank you for your call. Folks, you might find this interesting because uh, this ties in with what some of the other callers had said. And I wonder how many people really know this. Remember the shooting of Gabrielle Giffords, the mm-hmm. U.S. representative? This happened back on January 8th, 2011. And, and this is one of the nuggets in that uh, book talked about by Dr. Brower by S.K. Bain. But um, um, uh, on January 8th, 2011, she was holding a uh, Congress on Your Corner event in front of the Safeway supermarket. This was located uh, on Arizona Highway 77, okay, in uh, in a mall, or uh, near a mall in uh, Arizona, in, uh, 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 well, anywhere. Anyway, about 30 people were gathered there, and the Congresswoman uh, was standing there, uh, Greeting these people, greeting people at this event at 10:10 a.m. 22-year-old Gerald Lee Lofner pulls out a 9-millimeter Glock 19. Now listen to this. This is important because this is all interwoven into the lies, into the fabric that is current right now that we're seeing. Okay, so he pulls out a 9-millimeter Glock 19 semi-automatic pistol, 33-round. Magazine shoots Giffords, Giffords in the head, proceeds to shoot 18 others, six who will die, who died, including Arizona District Court Judge uh, John Roll, a, con- a congressional staffer, Gabrielle Zimmerman, and nine-year-old Christina Taylor Green. Now, now here's, again, this is important. Obama called the shooting an unspeakable tragedy adding that such a senseless and terrible act could have been prevented, of course, has no place in a free society. Arizona Governor Jan Brewer called the attack senseless, cruel, violence. Numerous politicians weighed in, of course. Arizona uh, uh, Senator McCain, John Kyle, U.S. Supreme Court Justice, even uh, John Roberts uh, managed to issue some level of coherent statement of his own. But But here is... Did you hear about this? And I want to know if you know, folks, if you've heard about this. Because what was largely censored by the media, now pay attention. Well, various public officials, including Fidel Castro, commented on the on the incident. Um, there's a French newspaper that said the attack seemed to confirm an alarming premonition that has been gaining momentum for a long time. The uh, verbal and symbolic violence of most radical right-wing opponents have used in their clash with the Obama administration uh, that leads to, to violence and tragedy. But here's but, but here's the, 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 the here, here's the kicker. Did you know let, let me let me make sure I have this right because I don't want to mess this up. Um I'm going to read this. With all of the script elements kicking into full play, then no one really took any notice when, despite the mainstream media's relentless billing of the shooting as yet another senseless lone wolf killing in America, Pima County Sheriff's Department, Rich uh, Castiger, told reporters, now listen to this, that a rifle 
with an extended magazine had been found at the scene of the shooting spree. Did you know, Joe, did you know that? Mm -mm. Okay. Jared Lee Loeffner shoots Gabrielle Giffords and and, uh, a, a bunch of others. Six die. They demonize, rightfully so, his actions. But they talk about the pistol, but never mention there was a rifle with, a, with an extended magazine found on top of the Safeway across the street from the shooting. Now, why is this important? Well, w- whether the rifle was a second weapon that Loeffler brought to the scene but didn't use, uh, or whether it was a weapon left by a second shooter, perhaps... And there were unconfirmed reports that the weapon had been found on the roof of the of the Safeway, as I as I reported earlier. Could this have been a prop planted to generate confusion, suspicion? You know, again, we're not getting the information from from the media, but we must look deeper into these events. Um, there's so many things about that shooting. I wanted to bring this up because we had talked about occult rituals. We talked about the Arch of Palmyra. We talked about the various uh, occult aspects of events taking place today, yet few can go back or few care to go back and look deeper into shootings like the Giffords shooting that happened, uh, what, five years ago now. But there are so many oddities with respect to that shooting and others like it, but in particular that shooting there uh and the connections to 911 that also lay a, uh, provide a look into the future and, and it's it's kind of a two-faced ritual i know i'm not sure how many people are familiar with the uh uh, uh with Janus the month of january is named after the uh god the small g Janus it's a two-faced roman god who simultaneously simultaneously looks backward to the past and forward to the future. This is exactly what we're seeing take place today. And it's fitting because uh, this is precisely what Gifford's public ritual was all about. This was a ritual killing uh, that's that's connected to 9-11 and will be connected to future events. And, and when I mentioned the California gun control legislation at play here, folks, they want to disarm us, but they also want to make sure there's mass casualty events to justify the disarmament. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was rather interesting, especially in light of what they were talking about tonight. Go ahead, sir. All right, let's go to Aurora. Aurora in Missouri. Thanks for holding. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, Joe and Doug. Can you hear me? We can. Yeah. Okay. The first thing I wanted to say was that last caller with the rapture thing. I always sit and ask anyone that looks through the Bible and sees all the prophets and the apostles and even the Lord Jesus who didn't get out of this world easy. What makes you think you're so holy you're going to get there? You know, you cannot be above that. But anyway, outside of that, what I wanted to point out was when God mentioned that my people perish for their lack of knowledge, and he says those with eyes to see and ears to hear, well, you start to look at the fact that God laid out everything in the Bible so that you could have a good life, that you could have a long life, you know, he tell you how to eat and what to do and stay away from certain things. He also lays out how the devil works. He tells you that he's a liar. He confuses you. He goes around devouring. He has no love for mankind at all where the Lord does. So he wants to protect you. So when you start to look back at how the devil is working, which you have to see as a Christian, you look back to when the feminist movement came in, 
Well, he plays these word games. So women thought, this is my right. So the Lord, or the devil, pushed the right, you know. So women thought, well, yeah, yeah. So they jumped on that. You know, he uses the most evil, aggressive people to follow and do his bidding. Well, then you get the homosexual society and all of them, and then he throws this word love. You don't look at the sexual preference anymore, and then it gets involved in every family's got it, you know, in their family now. So the Christians are looking at it like, well, I have to love that, so I have to accept that. Instead of having a good foundation, realizing that you're destroying. The devil is getting in there and destroying you and your family and any fruitful multiplying that the Lord wanted. If you look at the statistics on both women that have abortions, you see the statistics on the homosexuals, the diseases, the alcoholism, the suicides, everything is bad. And the Lord is trying to protect us from this. Well, then you get to where you got the cross-dressing. I mean, now we're getting to this acceptance of everything insane. So I want my, my the man to go in the bathroom with the little girls. And you better accept it. So he gets these people that just push, push, push. And until the Christians start pushing back and saying no, because this destruction, the devil is going to destroy mankind. And God is saying, don't go there. I don't want you to be destroyed. So it's like people have got to wake up and get out of this word game and see what the devil is doing. You know, it drives me crazy. I'm like, this is crazy, that this bathroom thing, you know? Yeah, as well it should, because it is it is perverse. And, and you know, this would not happen in a society, a, a moral society. And they are twisting this to, to make, they are twisting the Judeo-Christian uh, values. Um, yeah. It, 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 the, it, as, I, uh, as I've often said, this country does not have a problem with intolerance. We have a tolerance problem. This should not be tolerated in any civilized society, in any society that has any ethics, any um, a fear of God. It should not be tolerated. And for, for yeah, us to tolerate this, no, we must not be tolerant of this. And until the Christians, you know, they have to realize you're being destroyed. You know, it's like every family's got... I know, like, with my brother now, he had a homosexual son, and they were a Christian family. Well, he got killed in an accident. So now they're stuck with the situation of, well, if I accept what God says, my son's damned to hell, you know? Right. So you kind of play smorgasbord Christian, and they pick and choose, and you think, well, I don't, you know, it's uh, it's a mess. Well, it is truly a mess, and I think uh, if Christians yeah. just truly keep a focus, and when God says, you know, your eyes to see, you better see what your enemy is doing, because Please, he has right. no love that's for right. mankind at all, the devil, at all. Well, no, no, and, and you're so right, because this is not love, um, and certainly the devil has, you're right, the devil has no love for mankind, it, the devil wants our souls, and it, it's a numbers game. Yeah, you, You're right, you're right. So I'm hoping, you know, oh. that people just really get their eyes, like God tells you, you know, your lack of knowledge. You better pay attention and understand. It will. It will. The, the lack of knowledge is a huge problem, and thank you for pointing yeah. that out. 
Yeah, yes. that's why we perish, because we're being stupid. And when God put the stupor on people, boy, did it get a big super stupor, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God bless wake you. up! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Aurora, you call anytime. God bless you, kiddo. Oh, thank thank you. you, guys. I appreciate right. everything you guys are doing. You're, you're, a, you're a great person, great lady. Great call. Thank you so much. All right, thanks. All right. What, what a great call. All right, Joe. We're going to go to uh, Steve let's, next. Let's bring and Steve on here. This we, we sounds got, like it's going to be interesting. This, yeah, Steve, talk to us, brother. What's going on here? Steve, are you there? Steve. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk to us. What's going on here? Got a little message. Um, uh, well, uh, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and I've been uh, detailing problems. Uh, well, most recently, uh, AT&T has banned me from calling Global Star Radio Network, and they banned, they suspended my account for calling Health Masters uh, with Dr. Ted Brower. Uh, they said I can no longer call those numbers. Uh, that's considered fraudulent. Uh, I've been carefully recording all of the calls with AT&T. Uh, and carefully, you know, documenting all of that. Uh, wait, and, wait, 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 wait a second. Okay, so no, 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 this is important here. You're saying that AT&T is doing what now? Uh, they're actively blocking the global star. Well, they're act- they're not going to do it just for me. It's, you know, I want to be cost effective for just one person, so it's obviously right. more than... Uh, yeah, they're, they're keeping me from calling, uh, the, the network. I can't call Dr. Brower and, and uh, under what pretext? Uh, fraudulent activity. Uh, they've, uh, suspended the account twice for fraud. And this last time, I guess it was, uh, earlier this morning. I don't know exactly when they suspended it this last time, but the, the account is totally locked out and I had to go to AT&T to get a new, a new account and, and I'll probably spend 20 hours, and not just with AT&T, with Verizon as well, and also with my credit card. So I've donated money to the show and right. donated money to Sheila Zelensky and, uh, through using PayPal, and PayPal has said that any donations to any Christian organization is considered terrorist activity, and that is flagged by Homeland, and they automatically flag that to Homeland Security. That's what PayPal told me. That was in 2014. All right, we 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 deal with PayPal. I mean, we accept uh, commerce and we accept money through PayPal. We have not had any problems at all. So now let's let's move. You might back be getting to, a lot less money. You might be getting a lot. You might be you know losing a lot of money. They're not going to tell you what they're doing. But as Jesus Christ is my witness, and I recorded a lot of things with PayPal, and that's what they told me. That they right. flag any type of transactions, not just with you, you guys, or uh, churches and ministries that's flagged, and that activity gets reported uh, to Homeland Security as fraudulent activity. And, it's fraudulent. Uh, it's fraudulent, yes. They're considered Christian uh, donations as uh, terrorist activity. That's what they told me. Isn't that interesting? And I'm getting ready to draft up a, a lawsuit for the Superior Court here in Maricopa County to file a lawsuit against AT&T, I, I would think I would, I don't know, it might be, you know, it's pretty frustrating, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I thought I'd contact the show and let you guys know that uh, you might want to keep better tabs. Uh, they're not going to tell you what they're doing at PayPal, and you're getting money coming in, but you might be losing quite a bit of money that you don't know that you had coming, basically. 
<laughs> well, okay. I, I guess we can use this opportunity to tell you right now that uh, the support for our show, monetary support contributions, is down 72% since... Uh, we actually had a group Skype call this morning. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we don't talk and, about money on this it, show. We don't. We don't. You know, if people want to support us through prayer, through listening, through spreading the word, or through through monetary support, we appreciate it. But we're not. But just, going it to... just goes with uh, what the Bible says that uh, uh, Jesus said uh, to his disciples: "Remember that uh, the world hated you, uh, they hated him before they hated you." And it just confirms the Bible. All of this stuff. You're you're already marked now, except you don't have the mark of the beast on you. They're they're marking you from a distance, basically. That's been going well, on for a while with credit cards so, and. So Steve, uh, if you if you find if you have any uh, anything in writing or any type of communication that would substantiate the claims that you're making, uh, which I and I don't doubt those. I don't doubt them one bit, especially from what I've seen on this end. Just because audio recordings. They won't put anything in writing, obviously. I just wouldn't have been able to record. Well, uh, it's interesting to me that that we are classified as a terrorist organization. We're certainly classified by Right Wing Watch as a as a, a, a hate group. Southern and uh, Southern Poverty Law Center got an honorable mention there as well. And if we're not doing our job, we wouldn't be there if we're not doing our job. Uh, we're, we're getting also uh, excoriated by certain Christian groups. Um, you know, as well, we're taking the heat. So, basically, Steve, it's incoming every day. I wake up in the morning, folks, and this is not to, to garner sympathy. I wake up in the morning, and I'm thinking, okay, the phone's going to ring, an email's going to come in, or some sort of message is going to come come across my desk that is just going to take me. You know, it's going to it's going to just rip me from my day because it's going to be a, a, a shot across the bow. Uh, we have had people attempt to take take this program down through litigation. We have had people uh, attempt to take this program down through harassment, direct and indirect, through uh, denial of service attacks. Everywhere we've gone, we've had threats to us, both personally and, and by knowns and unknowns or subs and unsubs, whatever you want to call them. This is happening to us. I can only imagine what it's ha- what's happening to others, like Rick Wiles. He's been under active surveillance. Uh, uh, Alex Jones, of course, has an element there, uh, but that's uh, more toward his uh, speaks more about his uh, 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 presence than it does the uh, the spirit the, the Christianity aspect of this. So, Steve, oh, yeah, what you're yeah. telling me, look, what you're telling us. Is is you know now that verifies or that that answers I just, a lot. Uh, I mean, I feel like I have no civil rights anymore. I'm just turned fifty years old here in April, and uh, all of these illegal things. I'm, and I saw that uh, that article with the uh, the it was in Moscow that Muslim lady or whatever the nanny uh, that was in Moscow. She cut that woman that little little baby's head off. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. And uh, yeah, I saw that, and you said that uh, they. Uh, flagged you with AdSense that they're going to um, like yep. suspend your account. You better carefully us. document what you have now because you won't be able to access that data later about the uh, the visits and the analytical statistics. You, you're going to block you getting access to that. Actually, you know, but, but Steve, you know, I have to tell you this: we must, and, and this is for our survival. We must, at this point, we had we had a we had a meeting of, of staff this morning, and we we've been having meetings of staff. We, and this goes for all, I believe, all Christian media or media 
new media um, oh, yes, subscription right. base. There's... We need to change. We we cannot right now. Uh, this is a business. And I'm going to tell you right now. If I told you how much it costs to run a show, our show oh, per night, it's it, it's, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of money. And how much? Well, I wake up on the first day of every month saying, "Okay, I've got to have X amount of dollars," and it's a whole lot of money, um, you know, by the end of the month. So, the bottom line is this: we're under attack, and it's financial, and it's uh, it's it's personal, it's professional, and it's on multiple levels. And you have just verified and substantiated a lot of what we're seeing right now, and I want to thank you for that. But uh, I tried to warn you guys back in 2014, and but I know you get a lot of uh, communications. Yes, but thank you, though. I mean, and I'm sure that, um, in fact, we have all the, uh, as many communications, as I think, on, on separate hard drives. We lost some um, through computer attacks. However, we, we've, we've got some that go back and, and look to see if I can't. Uh, uh, you can put, capture put the data out. packets coming into your network, to uh, and then uh, analyze those packets and, sure. find, and find out exactly who uh, is doing it and file, a, uh, file some federal lawsuits. Yeah, but you know what, lawsuits, I mean, you know, we can, we can file uh, different things, but uh, we found that FOIAs, you file a FOIA, they're going to tell you, I mean, they're not going to tell you everything. Uh, they're good in some respects and not good in others. Lawsuits, you know, they cost money, and of course, uh, uh, you know, but but thank you, though. Yeah, but, but, you know, appreciate it. Well, God Steve, bless you what you guys do with the show. I really enjoy the program, and... And God bless you guys, and everybody out there needs to pray for the Hagmans and uh, and for their protection, and Dave Hodges and Sheila Zelensky and and uh, and um, all the guys out there with the alternative media. It's a different world than it was even two years ago, one year ago. It's a whole different world, brother yeah, Steve. Year. God bless you, brother. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Thank you have a good night, good. sir. Thank you. You too. We're getting, we have one more call. Running Bob, late here. Bob's yes. still on the line. Bob, you, Bob, you still there? Bob, Bob, Bob. Bob. Now, Joe, uh, what prompted my call uh, was concerning some weather in early April. Kind of, I call it a flash freeze. Are you familiar with what occurred on or about the fifth of April? No. Uh, I called. I called a couple years ago. I'm an airline pilot, and I happen to notice some weather manipulation. Uh, and okay. I had some hard facts and temperatures that I saw while I was airborne. In this case, on the fifth, um, it was very unusual weather. We had a couple weeks of spring, nighttime temperatures in the mid 40s, and suddenly dropped 20 degrees to 24 degrees overnight. And so I've been looking at the damage to the oak trees and other food-producing plants and trees, and I have got to say that it was an engineered event. I looked at the surface analysis charts, and I could not see lows and highs that would have produced a movement of the air like that. So um, I thought I'd bring that up. I don't know if you remember my call a couple of years ago, but uh, uh, I'm I'm starting to. I this rings some bells. Okay, my wife is also a molecular biologist, so we discuss some of the issues that are going on um, in our current news and what have you. Um, but I think that this ties in with what may be occurring in the latter part of May, which is a devaluation of our dollar, which could cause a disruption and delivery of foods and services. And so if 
a lot of the food producing plants and trees were destroyed of course it would make people more um, uh, needy of services right 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 in my case i'm I'm east of Richmond Virginia and I live on a rural Harvey farm okay well, uh, okay um, uh, Go back to what you said about the weather event on April 5th. Do you mind? Um, as I said, uh, the spring came a little early. Right. Uh, that was predicted. So for about two weeks, nighttime temperatures were 40, mid-40s. Mid so all of the trees and plants began to um, come out of winter and sprout and grow new, new vegetation. And suddenly... Uh, this air mass moved from north to south um, and basically dropped 20 degrees and, and we had a hard freeze in spring, which is very rare. I've never seen it. I've lived here since, um, see, about 2000. I grew up in, in California, um, which is interesting because your topics this evening covered California also. Right, because I've seen the the evolution in California politics. It's disturbing to watch, but <laughs> but but I guess for my case, um, I've got fig trees, I've got kiwi, I've got um, pears, apples, you know, you name it, I've got it. And just the destruction of the plants and trees was very unusual. It's almost as if the well, I would have to say that the the cold air came from above was pressed down because it was not a surface analysis. Um, uh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Okay, I'm getting a uh, picture here. Co a configuration to cause mm -hmm. the movement of the air. And so that, that may be tying in with what we could expect in a disruption of food and, and delivery of uh, resources. Interesting analysis. Very interesting. And especially when you said that it, you're looking at the higher level... Uh, uh, colder air coming down like a, um, um, well, just coming downward, I guess, in, in addition to moving from north to south, but you also have that, uh, downward, uh, influx of air. And I, I can't remember what they call that, uh, weather event, but I'm, I'm understanding what you're saying there. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember your, I remember your call. You're an airline uh -huh. pilot, um, you said? Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm, I'm, the new term for it is the yeah. polar vortex, which right, is a new right. term, which okay. basically um, credits or justifies this movement of air from the north. Um, we well, and, and, have this term. In, in this area, we've got the Alberta Clippers. It's not a new phenomenon with respect to that type of weather. But I get what you're saying. Hey, you know what? We're at the end of the program. Yeah, Bob, you took us out. God bless you. Thanks for the call. And thanks, Thank everybody. You, and for God bless. Thanks for your efforts. Thank you, sir. God Thank bless you. Thank you for everybody who called tonight. Until tomorrow night, we'll be back. Yes, good show tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow do, night. Do, do be back, or do join us tomorrow night. News, current events, and then Friday, we'll be back with Ted Brewer. Have a good night, everyone. All right, man. This is the Global Star Radio Network. The